You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news we talk about every week. And there's no time, Michael! Game of Thrones! Ah, have you seen it? Spoilers for who who else is on the show. It's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know who you are. What we don't know is who is going to survive the Game of Thrones. Who? Oh, I know. No, you don't. <laughs> Actually, Nobody like, survives. Don't say that to me. <laughs> I've, I've heard that rumor or that theory about everyone dies but Sam Tarly and he lives on to tell the tale and there's actually some inklings of that in this episode. I'm like, don't you fucking do that to me. <laughs> don't you dare have Sam be the only survivor of this fucking series. Who's going to sit on the Iron Throne? Drogon. The dragon? Yes. What? <laughs> He's going to burn it. Oh, uh, okay. No, Khal Drogo's going to There is no throne. There is no throne. Oh my God, no. Who's going to survive Game of Thrones? Who's going to survive in-game next week? Why are we even doing an episode this week? I'm we don't have to. Th- this, this is like the, the most like, I'm, I don't care about this episode. I care about next episode. Yeah, this week, I'm going to be stressed out this whole, like this weekend. Because <laughs> even this episode of Game of Thrones, I was like, I'm stressed out. Dude. <laughs> I don't even have anxiety. And this shit was giving me anxiety. <laughs> I was telling you and Chris in the group chat, like literally, I have never, ever in my life, I've, even all the past Game of Thrones seasons, I have never literally, for every scene of good things happening, very like, you know, wholesome, yeah, people were like falling in love. Yeah, this was or, a quote unquote quiet episode. Yeah, very. It's, no, it's the calm before the, calm fucking before storm. the storm. Yeah, I know. But I've never been like, oh wow, it's a, like a nice scene. But I was I'm so scared. Yeah, I was so stressed out. <laughs> every scene. Like, oh, they're friends. I'm so scared. Oh, they're in love. I'm so scared. <laughs> Oh my god! I literally I was shouting at my fucking TV, and nothing was happening. <laughs> so I, I'm like, I, I couldn't shout. I watched it on my work, my lunch break. Oh, you're a fucking trooper. I don't know. I could never do. The, I could never have done that. Like literally, the entire episode, I'm just going. Like, it, I always say that the best like um, tense moments in like a show or movie. It's called like a white knuckle thriller. You're on the edge of your seat, and you're like you're gripping the edge of your chair. That's why it's called white knuckle thriller. Nothing happened this episode, and it was still a white-knuckle thriller for me. So I don't know how we're going to survive next week, because that's literally... And it's the longest episode. I knew... Oh, once so once, much battle. Once they, were, <laughs> once they released all of the times of the episode, and I noticed episode three was like the longest, like I was like, oh, that's the battle. It's a feature-length movie. Yeah. And it's just the battle. It's just... I, I feel like it's going to start and end episode three. Oh, you think by the end of episode three, it's going to be completely over? Yeah, because there's no t- there's no time. Like, <laughs> four, five, and six has to be the Cersei stuff. Oh, you think they're actually going to beat the Night King this episode? Or next episode? 
I mean, because again, there's no time. Like, there's only six episodes. Right, we're we're already, we're already halfway through this. Like next week, we're already gonna be halfway through the season. All right. We're so then, when it. are we gonna do the other Game of Thrones stuff? It has to be the next. It has to be episode three. That's why it's the longest. And then I think you're constantly underestimating this show and how they've managed these six episodes. Because so far, I think it's been fucking on fire. I've seen people complaining that oh, it's all talking. I'm like, have you seen the show? It's called Game of Thrones, not Battle of Thrones. Like, <laughs> this is what we're here for. And especially now, this is all just payoff. All the characters finally reuniting and now they're finally learning all the secrets that we've known for fucking years and their the relationships are finally unfolding the way that we've imagined how they would unfold for years. I know this is all fan fiction, but I mean, at least... George, I keep saying his name wrong. George R. R. Martin? George R. R. Martin. You keep saying it wrong in the last time we talked yeah. about this. But I feel like at least George R. R. Martin got as far as now all you have to do is do the climax. Because the climax is all payoff. Like we've been built, all the last like seven seasons has just been built up for this fucking payoff. And I, I couldn't be happier. With well, we don't know because supposedly he's doing two books. So what are, what were those? T- like it's probably a bunch of story that we're not that they didn't even touch on or they're not going to get to because they automatically, they're ending this the show. Like, That's true. If they were to follow his books, more or less, the season will probably, or the show will probably still be going. I'm just saying it could have been worse. If he only finished like half of the series, I, I'm sure the series would have dipped. Like, you know I mean? It would not be able to like meet this quality that it's at. But because now it's all just climax, yeah, these people complain, like, oh, it's so Hollywoody now. It's not the same as George R. R. Martin's original like uh, dialogue and character development and stuff. I've seen people complain about like, the Sand Snakes and all the things they changed from the books. That were so much better than the books. Euron apparently was way better than the books. But honestly, at this point, they fucking just got lucky enough to go. Well, he set it up, and now all we have to do is hit it out the park. Mm-hmm. And they've been they've been fucking doing it. So we're going to talk about some Game of Thrones theories, though, because I've got some theories, too. Don't M. Night Shyamalan it. Bruh. (laughs) (laughs) And personally, going back and watching some of the old scenes of Game of Thrones, I don't know if you ever read any of the books. I read the first book. Okay, but then you know George R. R. Martin has a very prosy, like, flowery, Lord of the Rings type of, like, dialogue. Like, he'll spend pages and pages just describing shit. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> so I'm totally fine with the dumbed down Hollywood blockbuster ending that they're giving us. <laughs> Call me dumb if you want to, but I'm like, I don't I don't care if it's simplified. I just want to see Arya meet up with Gendry, Tyrion meet up with Jamie. It's like a like a the, just a who's who of Game of Thrones now, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Oh, into the battle. But we're getting here. We're getting ahead of ourselves, Michael. <laughs> Clearly, this is what I'm most excited about, but there's other things we gotta talk about. Like the flash. <laughs> Oh, Ray. Godspeed, huh? Comic book favorite. Hmm? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that was. That was an imposter. Oh, and we got One Punch Man to talk about. Season two continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And the animation. Uh, We didn't watch. I mean, I watched Arrow. You didn't. No. I didn't watch Cloak and Dagger. You did. Mm-hmm. Do you want to like trade off and just give a... A brief summary of both, or do you care? I don't care that much about Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're saying fuck me and what I've watched? Okay. Excuse me. You missed a great episode. Did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even lie. It was a Birds of Prey knockoff episode. But Cloak and Dagger was pretty decent. Nah, I fucked up. <laughs> um, I also didn't watch Shield Hero. Do you want to talk about that? What happened? Wow. <laughs> All right, never mind. We're not going to talk about Shield Hero. That's fine, because we have something else that you wanted to discuss from last week. La, 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 wait, let me say it right. 
La Llorona. There no. we go. <laughs> not how you say it. Well, how do you say it? It's La Llorona. La Llorona. Yes. Who's the Puerto Rican one in this podcast? <laughs> My grandmother's Venezuelan. <laughs> La Llorona. Ah, there we go. That's yes. better. <laughs> I passed high school Spanish. Barely. I was listening to a review, like, Screen Junkies, uh, while I was working last night. And most, most of the people I work with overnight, they're, they're Hispanic. And like, yeah, he was like, yeah, so the curse of La Llorona. And it was like, stop saying it like that. That's the easier so white. way to say it. I want to say it like that too. La Llorona. Oh, so much easier. It's like, <laughs> it's like so white. It's There's like, so much work not, in that. That's not how you, well, not even just the La, it, the Llorona. It's like, that's not how you say the double L's in Spanish. It's Ya. La Llorona. Like me llama. Yeah, me llamo. Me llamo es Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into all that, because some people are saying it's better than Pet Cemetery. Who's? Yeah. I wasn't even a fan of Pet Cemetery, but I'm like, really? No. Not even close. <laughs> I, I'm not going to spoil my thoughts on it, but I'll say this. It made me appreciate Pet Cemetery a little bit. <laughs> but it's neither here nor there. Before we get to all that, though, we have iTunes Review. Not reviews, singular. iTunes sucks. Yeah. I was just complaining to Michael about this before the podcast. I was like, you know, when we first started the podcast, I was complaining about, yeah, leave an iTunes review. Sometimes it sucks, but, you know, it's hit or miss. I thought back then that over time with, you know, Apple updates and, you know, technology advancing, that the app would get better with time. Somehow it's just gotten worse. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's an Apple thing. I feel like even the iPhones, like when I look at the iPhone XS, I was like, I don't want this crap. Like, it's trash. <laughs> All right, well, our first and only iTunes reviews, because he was able to somehow cheat the Skynet system <laughs> that controls the iTunes reviews, from our pal Black Burt Reynolds. It's a five-star review, and the subject is X-Men MCU Theories. Oh, getting ahead of ourselves. We're not even at Endgame yet. We're already talking about yeah, X-Men so. MCU Theories. Uh, okay, guys, this is a long one. It's not. Uh, but want your opinions since the X-Men my favorite team is fair game at Disney I've been wondering how you will introduce that entire lore into the MCU how you I'm not in control (laughs) we are in this sense Uh, okay I have a theory I think that it would be cool if after Endgame it's explained that some of the people returned after the snap returned mutated a percentage of people are given the X-Gene because of the snap and all the stuff that had happened to bring them back in Endgame. This this whole theory hinges on how exactly they're actually going to come back in Endgame. We don't mm-hmm. even know that. Yeah. Um, it would make a lot of sense since Wanda's powers are from an Infinity Gem, so you can tie it in and would give the decisions in Endgame even bigger lasting effects. I know it probably won't happen, but what do you guys think and how would you want mutants introduced? I don't think that's going to happen because they filmed Endgame way before the Fox deal. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get any uh, X-Men or Fox properties within Endgame. But no. Maybe he means afterwards. Like, in the future movies, the revelation is, oh, the reason that there's an XG now is because the snap created all these mutants. Like, somehow our DNA was fucked up in the reconfiguration. I, I, I feel like, if anything, they're not even going to... They're not even going to try to bring X-Men or anything like that into the fold until, like, later on. like Phase 5? Maybe. Maybe Phase 5. Or the end of Phase 4. And I feel like it's... Because we're starting Phase 4, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's not, it's not even going to have anything to do with Endgame. I don't know. 
I don't necessarily know how they're gonna do it because. Well, I think he's more asking how would you do it, like if if you Kevin Foggy was like Michael Simeon, black gay comic geek. How would you want the X Men in the MCU? See what happens, Jordan. How do you? <laughs> Kevin Feige doesn't have time in the waste, Michael. <laughs> I'm like I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't because I'm trying it. to think like would like with like mutants like mutants go back to like the beginning of time. Like I was you think about to say that you think I, about I somebody like Apocalypse. Like how would you make Apocalypse make sense? It doesn't. That's, I was literally about to say that. Like I, that's what I don't want. I don't want a theory like this because it would have to have the genesis of mutants happen in modern day. But then you you screw over all the storylines, like even Wolverine, like his whole history is gone. Because, or Mystique, or Mystique, especially Unless you pull a Jennifer Lawrence and say she's the same age. We're as, never doing that again. Yeah, because <laughs> Mystique and Wolverine were both born in like the 1800s, mm-hmm. and they have tons of comic book lore and history that they can all go back. That's why they have their solo issues. Yeah, so the history like, is what makes it interesting. Yeah, and they try to do something like that in Ultimate X Men. Where they reveal that Wolverine ended up being the first. He was the first mutant. The but first even mutant, then, I don't like that. Sense, but doesn't it doesn't make sense because there was an apocalypse in that uh, universe. So it's like, wait, then if he was the first mutant like 50 years ago, how was there an apocalypse like back in Egyptian times? Oh. <laughs> I just didn't explain it. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Twist. Okay. So that's, like, the, uh, that's, that's the only thing that I don't know how they would explain that. No. I don't like that. My... My... Uh, not prediction, but it, if, if I were to be in charge, I would tie it to the events of Endgame insofar as, and again, this is all just talking out my ass because we don't know how it's going to go down in Endgame, but if they do a thing where it's like time travel based and they're able to reverse the snap by going back to before the snap actually happens and we take the events of the MCU from that point forward, so basically redoing the events of the battle at Wakanda for the climax of Endgame. By reversing time, like and resetting the world, kind of, yeah, I guess you wouldn't, you'd have to just be like, oh yeah, time, we, we changed the timeline. Like we, 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 we think we're back in the, the, the same timeline we left off before the snap happened, but really we're in like timeline X now. And small things are changed. So maybe at the very so flashpoint, flashpoint. So basically at the very end, you would see like, oh, everything's back to normal. And then there's a Fantastic Four building in New York now. It's like, wait, what? You know what I mean? And only the core Avengers members remember the other world. That's not even just Flashpoint. X-Men, I mean, uh, Marvel has done this. Kind of like a House of M kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, when Wolverine did all that time travel to get Angela into the universe. Oh, yeah, the Age of Ultron. Yeah, the Age of Ultron. Which ended up destroying the fucking uh, Ultimate Universe. Mm Mm-hmm. Just bullshit. <laughs> We're coming for you. Like literally, the one of the last panels of that comic was it's just Miles Morales and he looks up and it's a fucking giant Galactus in the sky. And it's like, wow. <laughs> He's like the only fucking superhero left in that world. Pretty much. Yeah. Coming for you, black boy. I'm, ah! I'm trying to think of another way to reconcile. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Apocalypse creates mutants. Or, or or they introduce Kang the Conqueror and again time travel and you figure out a way to like get mutants in through through Kang he does maybe he does maybe he you you retcon it where you he does an experiment on a little Egyptian kid and then he create apocalypse is the first mutant 
and then what flash forward to present day and yeah, nobody flash forward to present day and now there's a whole and it's just the world's different the world's different why yeah. or does anybody remember the world before no nobody remembers the world before now there's always been mutants Oh, that's not as fun. It's fun when somebody's like, this ain't right. <laughs> I don't remember this. This wasn't, this wasn't the same as before. I mean, Kang remembers. <laughs> He's a villain. <laughs> um, all right. But thanks, Blackbird Reynolds. That's our only iTunes review. Do you want to jump into emails or do you want to jump right into Game of Thrones? Emails. Yeah, out the way. <laughs> I want to talk about them Thrones. All right. Let's talk about emails. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail First email comes from our old pal Stanley Ward Watashi Gakita Oh, <laughs> baby Deku enters That's what he says like, like, I'm here to save you Or whatever oh. <laughs> Watashi Gakita Hello guys, I heard your call to action during my email. I'll just get right into it. Rising of the Shield Hero is planned for a 25 episode season. Okay, so it's about halfway through. But the manga has barely just started, let alone finished. Oh wow. So it's going to be one of those long, long running series. I personally was surprised that it was already being adapted because it was a very modern art style. I think in comparison to other manga and a very recent start. The manga made a good headway into its second story arc and I'm intrigued to say the least. Also, on a side note, since I'm writing this while listening to last week's podcast, Michael, I think you can get the gameplay footage you want if you use Twitch. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but the reviewer slash Patreon member Lil King Gaming has a YouTube channel with videos in that format you're talking about. Uh, perhaps you can get some help from him through Instagram. Also, another topic, I tried watching Demon Slayer, but it didn't catch my interest, not to mention the horrific color clashing of the Demon Slayer's cape. I know deep down I didn't have a good enough chance. Oh, I didn't give it a good enough chance. But despite my fellow reviewer's recommendation, I would recommend waiting to watch either Dr. Stone or Fire Force. I don't know what I either don't know of those what, are. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are those new Avengers? Who are they? <laughs> uh, thanks for thinking. I'm not talking forever because it really feels like it when you type this out. Have a nice week and stay nerdy, my blurdy. That wasn't too long at all, Stanley. Stay nerdy, my blurdy, to you as well. Um, I would say that I'd check out Dr. Dr. Stone, or, Stone Fire or Fire Force, Force? but I'd be lying. Those <laughs> yeah, that sound like X-Men. They do sound like X-Men. <laughs> Introducing Fire Force and Dr. Stone. Uh, next email comes from Khalif Topping. Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 1. Ooh, this is what I'm, this is what I'm excited about. Uh, out of the review for Episode 1, no one addressed the racism in Winterfell? Huh. Did y'all notice the looks that Grey Worm and Masande got from the people there? I'm wondering if this will be a plot in the season. First of all, there's not enough time to discuss the racism in, in Winterfell in a six-episode season. But I thought those looks were just because the Northerners don't like outsiders, regardless of the race. Yeah, they were looking at that. Everybody. Yeah, they were looking at that, uh, looking like that, uh, everybody. But you could also take it as a former, because there were a lot of, like, the Dothraki and That's true. the Unsullied. They're all brown. A lot of them are brown. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you could take it in that. Like, we got enough drama between I mean, houses. Or even in this, <laughs> or even in uh, yesterday's episode with like what happened with uh, Misande and when she was talking to the little the two little white kids, she was like, "Hello," and they gave her this look, and then they walked away. I don't even remember that scene. Was it right before another thing happened between her and Little Worm? It was yeah. It was right before the. Oh, gray, it was okay. right before Grey Worm was like, "I'll take you to the beach." Okay. Yeah, you could realize that. So yeah, I mean, you can read it as racism. It makes sense. 
I mean, there's houseism. Like, you don't think there's racism in the world of Game of Thrones? <laughs> Uh, he goes on to say, and Cersei is going to use him as a cover that Jamie is the father, the same way she did with her three kids and Robert Baratheon. Yep. Using Euron as that, uh, brother, sister, lover cover. Uh, and if it's true about Targaryens able to commune with dragons, wouldn't that make Tyrion a Targaryen? Remember, he was the one who was able to talk to and release the other two dragons when they were locked underground season four. And his mom died when giving birth to him, just like Jon Snow's mom died when he was born. We are in the last season. Can we let the Tyrion is a Targaryen theory go? <laughs> it's over. No. All he did was take a, a collar off of a dog. That doesn't mean the dog likes you. It's just like, thank you for freeing me, asshole. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I don't think there was anything more to it than that. I, I, th- I thought that at first a while ago. I was like, yeah, maybe Tyrion's... But that's back when I was like... because. I was thinking it's going to be three dragon riders. James, I mean, uh, John, Daenerys, and Tyrion. But it's like, no, now, now that the dragon's gone, I'm like, yeah, that's when I dropped that Tyrion is a Targaryen theory. Also, they don't even like that theory. Like, it would be too, that's too coincidental. Now it's like all these hidden Targaryens. Like, you're a Targaryen, <laughs> and you're a Targaryen. Everyone's a Targaryen. I mean, hey. Let's <laughs> uh, see. Our next email comes from Danny Villasenor. He's got a question of the week. Hey guys, so here's the question. Jordan, if you could choose between the powers of Naruto, Sasuke, and Madara, pre-Tintail, Jinchuriki, or Six Paths Power, Kabuto, Sage Mode Master, Sasori, Monado, During Prime, No Kyubi, I don't know or what Kikuse. any like, of these words mean. I was mean. literally about to say that. I'm like, to Michael, this is all gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> blah 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 blah. Kakuzu blah blah. Sasori blah blah blah. Which would you choose? Um... Let's see. Okay, the powers of Naruto, Sasuke, Madara, Kabuto, Sasori, Minato. Man, he gave us like he gave me all the options. And Kakuzu. Why Kakuzu? Such a one-off character. I, mean, I guess he was Akatsuki, but I mean, out of these, definitely Naruto or Sasuke. I mean, they're like super do du- Madara pre-tintails. Like compared to Madara, Naruto and Sasuke and Borto are like super OP. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, we're right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see when they fought the uh, the the grandchild of uh, the the goddess of ninjutsu? Oh yeah, that goddess was like that fight was epic, right? She was so hot. I mean, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait a minute, you're gay. <laughs> I don't think you see this at all. Um, let me see. Yeah, so Naruto sexual orientation means nothing for a god. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sasuke can look at you and do any number of things, light you on fire with fire that can never be put out. He can switch places with you, with you like in a teleport. Like, he's OP as hell with, the, with his Aijutsu. Naruto, I mean, the Kyuubi Unlimited Chakra, throwing chakra bombs left and right. I mean, either of those. Yeah, the Oreo switch. Yeah. Yeah, word. Exactly. <laughs> I'd say, I would say Naruto, because I'm generic like that. Michael. What would you like to see going forward in the MCU and the cinematic DCEU? Not Brie Larson. <laughs> Are we talking about that in the news? I mean, it's not news, but yeah. I mean, I mean, it kind of is news because I didn't know that her, the hate for her is so widespread. Because I don't know if that's real or not. Or if that's just fandoms looking into stuff. Like, it's not an actual... I'm not even talking about the celebrity stuff. I mean, we can talk about that too. and Just how it's kind of... It seems kind of weird. It doesn't seem like everybody's like playing around with her like that it doesn't seem doesn't seem right why would everyone have like the i'm an asshole to you kind of banter and not be real because i mean they said they were like hazing 
in the in the interview. So I don't know. Because I, like I feel like if it was real, if you're hating somebody I feel like in your interview. Was, I feel like if it was real, Kevin Feige would be like, "Don't do like cut that shit. Like save that. Like don't do that." Like Kevin Feige would put his foot down if it was real. Well, I feel like it's it's in between enough that you can say, "No, we're just joking around." But maybe they're not. Yeah, I don't. I, don't. I mean, I'm just going by like I've seen Jeremy Renner. So that's why I'm like, I feel like people are like looking into it. Like fans are like, oh, look at this. You see this dig that they did at Brie Larson? It's like only because people don't like Brie Larson, but I feel like, I don't know if it's like actual real, like a real thing with the actors. Maybe not, but I'm talking about the fans. I didn't know the hate for her in fandom was so, so big. Like I thought maybe after Captain Marvel, it would have quieted down a little bit, but nah, people just don't like her or her <laughs> attitude. And honestly, from her interview, she, I mean, if she's trying to be a jokester, she's not very funny. Like it, she does seem like she's coming off just being unnecessarily combative. sensitive and yeah, antagonistic, combative. Yeah. I'm like, why are you acting like this? Like you're making it so hard for me to like you. <laughs> I try and defend you, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. But I don't, I don't know. Okay. So but anyway, no... what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> you want to hold it. Fuck Captain Marvel. That's what you don't want to see. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I want young Avengers. Okay. I say, I say this all the time going forward. I want young Avengers. I want to see more black superheroes or superheroes of color in the MCU going forward. So I'll throw my hat in this since we're talking about Captain Marvel and you want Black Avengers. Yeah, swap Brie Larson and Monica Rambeau. Yeah, give me Monica Rambeau. I've been calling for that long before, even before the Captain Marvel movie. And her little even before Brie Larson and I saw her, I was like, I want the original Captain Marvel. Now I really want the original Captain Marvel. Now right behind you, like, yeah, fuck this Captain Marvel. But even like the little kid, Monica Rambeau is mad charismatic. Yeah, that's what I meant. The like, let the kid grow up. Fuck it, put the costume in that kid. I don't care. <laughs> Super powerful, right? Doesn't matter if she throws a punch. Yeah. I would like to see a Blue Marvel movie going forward, and maybe like Phase Five. Oh, and that would be that would be pretty interesting. To like, have it take place oh. in like the '60s, just like see his origin. That actually during the civil rights movement and all that other stuff. Yeah, we've talked about this before. But I think now more than ever is the perfect time for a a version of a black Superman because we don't even have Man of Steel two like to even like you know around make, the corner make him the face of Blue Marvel make him the face of Marvel like fuck like I don't like <laughs> I think it was also a bad move to out the gate be like she's the face of Marvel like you know what I mean that also feels like a, an agenda move like we want to be pro women. Feminist Marvel, she's the face of the MCU. It's like, but she hasn't even earned it. Like, she hasn't done anything to earn it yet. No. Like, they weren't even saying, like, Tony Stark earned it. (laughs) That has nothing to do with, like, Captain Marvel. Like, I don't have a problem with that. It's just, I'm not a fan of her performance. Lee Larson's performance. Give me Emily Blunt. (laughs) The movie also didn't do any favors for her, though. Like, I feel like the movie was better. Maybe it could have been salvaged. Like, you know what I mean? You'd be like, eh, like, she was okay, but the movie's good. So, I'm excited for the next one. But now it's like, the movie's okay, and she was even worse. So, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Thank you, next. But then again, I mean, but they they replaced Ed Norton. So, maybe she might get Ed Norton. Granted, he wasn't, it wasn't because he was a bad actor. No. It's well, I mean, I heard he was difficult, though. Yeah, he was difficult. That's yeah. why they replaced him. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I feel like, I, I, I don't and know. And Terrence Howard. Yeah, but I guess like I we've gotten so far from that in the MCU that like, I couldn't imagine them doing that anymore. Like that was in phase one. 
Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it feels like now, if, like, if you're in it, you're in it. <laughs> There's no getting out. But I feel like Marvel's gotten so... They got so big now that like I feel like they wouldn't have any qualms or issues just to be like, nah, you're out, yeah, or so. just be like, we're not even doing, we're, we're done with Captain. Like, get somebody else. <laughs> All right, see. Well, Danny finishes off by saying, "Yeah, guys, that's about it. If you guys have any more questions, hit me up. Unless you guys record the podcast at like five in the morning, New York City time, then don't, cause I'll be asleep. Okay. <laughs> see y'all next week or maybe during the week if something happens. Stay nerdy, my blurdies, and as always, go beyond plus ultra." He says, insert All Might giving a thumbs up photo here. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Um, oh, uh, and, and for X-Men, I want them to do the original first class. Like the real first class. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice like Man the real first and, class. Yeah, Cyclops and Gene. Uh, and we just got, <laughs> gave us the, uh, the old All Might thumbs up message. And now we've got our old pal Jacob, a.k.a. the Deku of the podcast here. Uh, it says, read only if review didn't go through. Well, it didn't, so... Hey guys, it's me. How are you? Did you have a good week? I hope so. Happy late Easter. Michael, did you watch that one movie you like to watch around Easter time? Oh, you sick bitch. Oh, Passion of the Christ? You sick no, bastard. I didn't watch, watch Passion. Good. I worked on Easter, so. No time for all that blood and <laughs> flagellation. Or is that around Christmas? Pretty sure it's Easter. Anyway, I beat the first Kingdom Hearts. I bought it back in July, but issues with my PlayStation wouldn't let me play. When I finally got a new PlayStation back in January, I started playing again. It's taken almost four months for me to finish. The story was great. Highly enjoyable and fun. But then you get to Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> I was so bored and so frustrated I wanted to quit. Oh, shit. I like Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, I like Kingdom Hearts 2, but you gotta understand, this. we're old men. That was back <laughs> at the time where video games were a lot better. So maybe now it doesn't age as well as it used to. I think after Kingdom Hearts 1, all the other Kingdom Hearts you can just skip. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, pl- I played Kingdom Hearts 2 recently with the, you know, the remastered version yeah. for PS4. And I'm like, no, this is still pretty fun. Says the old man. <laughs> Through nostalgia glasses. I guess. Because <laughs> um, that's when they start introducing all the complicated shit. Like the overcomplicated Organization 13 and all the nobody bullshit and Roxas. And that's when that all started with the millions of Soras and Rikus and Kairis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the beginning is very confusing with the nobody. <laughs> this is literally what I just said. <laughs> the beginning is very confusing with the nobodies and the heartless and the king and Maleficent coming back and whatnot. Sheesh! But I still like it. I hope I enjoy Kingdom Hearts three as well. Oh, 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 no, oh, oh. you will not. You, you will not. If you are already getting aggravated by Kingdom Hearts two, boy. You should just stay away from three. Just don't do it. But odds, odds aren't looking good. Anyway, I can't wait to hear the topics for today. I've been finishing new podcast episodes uh, the day of, so I'm having to go back and listen to old ones, which is never a problem. I still very much enjoy the banter between you guys, as well as the way you discuss the things you love, and sometimes the stuff you hate. Cough, Hellboy, cough. <laughs> That's all for this week. Adios, friends. Adios, Jacob. Thank you once again for your emails. Always a pleasure. Next email comes from, we got a lot. Ja- oh, and I just thought Jacob's email made what? me think about something else. What's up? When, uh, I forgot who it was that left the review saying we need a third person. Yeah. And it was it was because I was going back and li- I was listening to that episode and I was like, oh, it's reminding me of something I wanted to say. I don't know why I didn't say it on there. It's easy to just be like, hey, you guys need a third person. It's like... <laughs> 
You know how hard it is to schedule somebody, yeah, like, find for, somebody. Who, for, yeah, who the, who is that person going to be? And then it's not even just about finding somebody and then scheduling, but it's about are you able to like do effectively? It yeah, not even just do it weekly, but are you able to effectively communicate? Because like you can have a person on and they they just be like, yeah, what did you, so. Fufunan, what did you? Fufunan, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's their name. Okay, Fufunan, what did you think of Game of Thrones? I liked it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, why, it was pretty. Good. It was pretty good. Get what'd out, Fufunan. Yeah, <laughs> what'd you like about it? Oh yeah, I got emotional. You know, this is a podcast, right? Like, we usually go for three hours, right? It's like so. That's that's also an issue that you run into yeah. with like. Trying to find a th- third co-host. It changes the chemistry of the show. Yeah, too. and then on top of that, is it somebody that we vibe with? Like, because we could be friends with that person, but then when it comes to like recording for an episode, it's like it's not the same. It's not the same vibe. So it's like it's a lot of things that go into just having a third co-host, yeah. and then again scheduling. Like, yeah, and then you want them to be somebody that will be at odds with us. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. specifically that. So you find that third person, and they fit all the other criteria, but they agree with you. Fuck that person. Even like, even, like, even like Jamie, we would have to like force her to be on the show. Like and she'd be like, I want to go to I just want to sleep. I don't yeah. want to be on. I don't want to be here. Like even go, though, go back and listen to the, yeah, the go episodes back, with Jamie on it. Yeah. Whenever news of the week started, Jamie would be gone. She left. Yeah, she left. <laughs> it would always be me talking to Mike, and then I'd be like, Hey Jamie, what'd you think about that? <laughs> so yeah. How do you feel about that, Jamie Lovers? <laughs> <laughs> Tear down the image of your queen. <laughs> All right, well, let's see. Our next email comes from Jep Gillis. And I think he actually mentions Jamie, so appropriate. <laughs> I'm psychic. Yeah. Uh, subject is Thrones. First of all, Arya, put your pants on. We'll talk we got to talk about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Second, Sansa wearing leather and chains like a true dom. Thrones feels like a high-budget fanfic at this point, but I'm too invested to give a shit. Well, it is. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it, it, it basically is, because this isn't George R.R. Martin's vision. Yeah. It's all fanfic. This episode was fan service galore, but it also had some ominous foreshadowing for some characters. Some? Motherfucking yeah, every character. Yeah. I'm like, no, not him. No, not her. No, not them. <laughs> we'll talk about it because. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that in mind, I'll ask you guys which characters do you think will not survive the battle? My top three most fucked are Grey Worm, Sheds Tear. Fuck. Sir Brienne of Tarth. Fuck. Theon. I said, man, <laughs> you asshole. I like Theon. <laughs> Uh, honorable mentions the hound Gendry anyone in the crypt bro every time they mention the crypt I'm like I feel like the people in the crypt are good you think I think so I, I would have felt better if they at least talked about an escape plan like you know what I mean like a last minute like oh if things go south here's a tunnel at least out of the the whole Winterfell and leads far away but they even talk about that so I'm like what happens if Winterfell falls are, is everybody in the crypt fucked I would hope not but then I think back to the the, the trailer of Arya running through the crypt like being scared so yeah uh, let's see it's more than just dying though imagine Jamie and Pod having to take out oh never mind he said he spelled it Jamie like our Jamie but it, oh. it's Jamie Lannister I yeah. guess because Jamie and Podrick having to take out a blue eyed Brienne why did you do that <laughs> why did you do that to me <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck you Jeff Gillis my heart. <laughs> I didn't even consider that. <laughs> I didn't consider that either. Fuck you. <laughs> I, did, I did think Brienne was going to die, but yeah, I didn't consider that. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, it's about more than just dying, though. Imagine Jamie and Pod having to take out blue-eyed Brienne. Death isn't the end, cries. 
in game in the battle for Winterfell, my body isn't ready. Like Arya levels of ready. Oh, he says my body is ready. Like Arya levels of ready. I don't know, man. Arya talks a big game, but I don't think she's actually ready for that that zombie sauce. No, I don't think she is. I think there was foreshadowing this episode where it was like Gendry was like, "Nah, son, you don't understand what these things are." And she's like, "I faced death before. I want to see what this death looks like." But yeah, do you know? Because you're still worried. You're still you're still dropping those pants because you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So are you that confident, Arya? I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, one love kill you a fan club. Thank you, Jep. But no, I don't think the, I don't, oh, well, well, wait. Well, no, I could talk about it now. I don't think the Hound is going to die, at least during the battle. I do think he's going to die, but I think he might die facing his brother. We got a couple more emails, but I want to just talk about Game of Thrones. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I looked through them, I was like, are you talking about Game of Thrones? No, no, no. <laughs> No, but none of them are. So, on that note, I gotta just jump right into it. We gotta talk about them thrones, okay? But did you even hear what I you read the thing? Did you even hear what I said? No. Something about said, the hound? I said, I think the hound is gonna die, but I don't think he's gonna die at the battle of Winterfell. I think he's gonna die facing the mountain. Yeah, he's got. We'll talk about it. There's a couple people that have to be saved for plot reasons. Let's get into it. So, this week's episode was titled Night of the Seven Kingdoms. When I was a child, my brother would tell me a bedtime story about the man who murdered our father. About all the things we would do to that man. He never should have trusted Cersei. He never should have either. Death. You've got many faces. I look forward to seeing this one. How long do we have? Before the sun comes up tomorrow. Dun, 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 my fucking feelings every fucking time a song plays. <laughs> and for those that know our racism here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catch Upon. Woo, boy. Like I was saying earlier in the podcast, man, this episode, once again, it's all talking. It's all just the calm before the storm for that episode three battle. And I'm fine with that. They can burn that candle as slow as they want to because once that action starts, there's no going back. So I am on fucking pins and needles sitting here wondering what the fuck is going to happen next episode. Because mm-hmm. this episode, what happened? Basically, every single scene was, hey, man, I really like living. Do you like living? I love living. Yeah. You, we, should, we know what we should do in the future when we're alive? Let's so live. So much. Yeah, let's live. Let's all keep living. <laughs> and literally every scene, I'm like, oh, please don't. Please don't fucking let anyone die. And I know. I know bodies are going to pile up next episode. That's why they did this episode the way they did. Yeah, that's, that's why. why they did. It's like... That's even why season seven, everyone was like, oh my God, it's so such bullshit. The showrunners take over. It's so predictable. No one dies. I'm like, you fucking idiots. Do you not understand the long game they're playing? All that season did was give you a long, false sense of security. Because yeah. you spent so long without a major death. All the characters were saying goodbye to this episode, but this episode was about giving the audience their chance to say goodbye to these characters because <laughs> this shit is going to be worse than Red Wedding. 
Bro. I said wed wedding. I'm be honest. Red wedding. Red wedding. Wed wedding. If you give more fun. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I am more afraid of next week's or I guess this week's episode of Game of Thrones than Endgame. I am least, too. I am too. At least in Endgame. I, I feel, uh, yeah, I feel like Endgame is going to end at least... Sort of Somebody's going to die, but it's going to end in a happy... Yeah, it's going to be hope. But this episode, like, even just thinking about it, I'm like, I'm getting tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy about that. I thought I was going to get the podcast and you'd be like, oh, you bitch. No. You're, you're fucking... You're getting, over, 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 you're getting overly emotional about nothing. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, thank God that you shared my pain right now. Because, <laughs> like... I can't even think about that, like... I don't have. I, I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. I don't have anxiety. I'm just. I, I got fucking anxiety. I'm like, after I watch this episode, I'm at work. I'm like, I can't even set up breakfast. I'm fucking stressed out. <laughs> What's wrong, Michael's death in the family? Basically, <laughs> next week, who knows? That's why I was like, look at my meme. Go look at. Me. <laughs> you mean, stop the podcast. Yes. Go look at your meme right now. Because I'm like, this is gonna be me all next week. Right, I'm going to Black Gay Comic Geek. What is this meme about? But I'm just oh, yeah. like, yeah. But even you just put Friday, Saturday in there. Friday we're all happy. Sunday we're all like nervous and sad. But, but basically, the, Saturday's just like the whole weekend. Recovering basically. from Endgame, like, oh, I can't believe fucking Stark died or or Steve Rogers. Because also, I mean, depending on when you see, because some people might not see it on Friday. Some people might see it Thursday. Some people might see it Saturday. So I was just like, you know what? The movie comes out yeah. on Friday. I'll just put a generic date. Okay. But I'm just like, right, I'm just though. be stressed out this whole weekend. Yeah. Like, ending game's gonna have that bitter, bittersweet ending, but there's gonna be some sweetness in there. Episode 3 of Game of Thrones Season 8? There's, yeah. Is this gonna be bodies dropping and tears being shed? Because, like, like I was saying, every single scene in this was just characters reuniting, character relationships finally paying off. Like, cause the episode starts with Jamie already on trial. So far, every Lannister has had to pay for their crimes. Cersei did it. Tyrion had to be, well, Tyrion got fucking framed. But even Tyrion was on trial. Now Jamie's on trial. And thank God for fucking Sansa and Brienne. Because <laughs> if. More so Brienne. More so Brienne. Because if it wasn't, if, if Brienne wasn't there, Jamie would have been burned alive right then and there. Mm-hmm. You could already see the shades of Tyrant Daenerys coming out. That right there, it's kind of disappointing for me as a Daenerys fan because I'm like, come on, girl, like you letting the the more power she's gotten, the less she's drifted from her roots of being the the uh, the chain breaker and all this other stuff. But when you go back and look at all her actions, I mean, they were all self serving. Like she was, she actually was freeing slaves, but at the end of the day, yeah, she was freeing slaves to join her to army. join her army. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like when you look at Jon Snow and Daenerys. And yes, they both accomplished all these great many things. But really, Jon Snow's everything he's earned has come from a place of just pure intention. Like he's always looking out for the like the the betterment of the people, not so much himself. But Daenerys is always putting herself on a pedestal. Cheers. Yeah. And I don't know. I know you have the theory that she's not gonna die, but part of me just feels like theories. <laughs> yeah, because I, I still it's part of the conversation okay. with Daenerys. It's like I just feel like because of all of this, maybe not die, but she's she's gonna ha- she's gonna be humbled. 
Humble for sure. And you know what's going to humble her? Because this is my theory. And just so everyone knows on the podcast right now, I've made a wager with Michael. I'm put. He's got to put his prediction head crown on the line here. I don't we're, know about we're all playing that. the Game of Thrones in the podcast <laughs> I don't, I don't now. I know about all that. No, no, no. Because didn't your prediction head thing start with Game of Thrones? It started with Game of Thrones, yeah. Uh, it's going to start and end with Game of Thrones. <laughs> because if my prediction for the end of Game of Thrones is correct, he has to surrender his, his, his crown of predictions. But my theory is... Yes, Daenerys has been drifting to less of the savior figure, more of the mad king tyrant figure, like of her father. But I think what's going to humble her is the death of Jon Snow, because you can already see that she admires him. She truly believes in him and his cause. The conversation he had with Sansa this episode kind of proves that. And I, I really like that too, because she's sitting there going like, uh, Sansa's like, oh, well, eight men are easily manipulated. Like, he's, he's in love with you. Of course he can do whatever you want. And Daenerys is like, well, don't get it twisted. Like, I had one goal, to come here and fuck up Westeros. But I got here, and Jon Snow, out of the blue, came and told me about some White Walkers and his own, uh, his own bullshit. And now I'm half a world away here at Winterfell <coughs> defending your homeland, and I'm down one dragon. So who really got manipulated here? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I like that. So I think... Him dying is what's going to make her a better and true noble queen. Like, she's already got the pieces in play. But like you said, she's been forgetting her roots. I think Jon Snow dying, a, a truly good man, and her carrying his child, which I think will be the true prince that was promised, the true song of ice and fire, it, it could apply to Jon. But I think it also applies to their child. He's, he's ice, she's fire. And that will carry into the next generation. That will be the bittersweet ending. And I think even George R. R. Martin said he wanted that kind of ending, like a bittersweet ending. And I, I, this is Game of Thrones. Like, what you're suggesting, I think is predictable. And I think Game of Thrones has always been about subverting ex- expectations. Maybe because now it's the showrunners, they won't? What, John being the king is predictable? I feel yes, like- he's the prince that was promised. Clearly. He's the noble one. He's the good one. If you put Jon Snow and Daenerys next to each other, who do you think is the better ruler? Jon. I think that would be the obvious choice. But the person that you don't expect will be Daenerys. I also feel like that... Granted, I I, I, I hear your theory and I'm like, yeah, that does, that makes a, a shit ton of sense. But at the same time, I still feel like Daenerys is predictable too because that's been her goal from the very beginning of the show. So it's like, for her to win, it's kind of like... Eh. But now you... But look where we are. Yes, from the beginning of the show, that was her goal. But look where we are now. Now we've got like, you know, actual contenders for a noble ruler. And if you were to, again, put them next to each other. It's going to be Gendry. Gendry and Arya. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Maybe they both die, and, but she's got to give birth. Like, there's got to be a kid. Like, the song of ice and fire has to continue. If it's, if it's not John, it has to be their child. Or she dies during childbirth. But that's, they, she's not even pregnant yet. Like, she, she can't die within the, the six oh, episodes. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if she was already pregnant, then maybe. But, like, she's got to give, like, you know, realize she's pregnant and give birth. But I think that's going to be the twist. I think because Jon Snow is definitely the main character. He's definitely the person everyone's rooting for at this point. Like, we were rooting for Danny too until they were together. Now it's like, well, if I have to choose one. And then part, <laughs> part of me is just thinking, I'm like, I feel like maybe if George R.R. R. Martin was still running the show, killing John, yeah, sure, he'll do that. But I feel like now that it's not George R.R. R. Martin, it's the showrunner, D, whatever their name, D.B. Weiss and yeah. Benahar. Didn't, he didn't give them notes, though? 
about how he wanted it to end? He, he gave them notes on how he wanted it to end, but that doesn't necessarily mean they have to follow it. I, I, I would hope that they would at least honor that or or or, or he might have gave like a because again he st- he hasn't even touched because he has to, the he has to do this book and then the second book so he probably hasn't yeah. even fully cognized what's that fucking word cognized cognized yeah he has a, probably hasn't fully cognized how he wants it to end end or who he wants to live like he probably knows in general in ge- a gen- general sense in, gen- in a general sense how he wants the show to end but he probably doesn't determine who he wants to sit on the throne ultimately i feel like that should be like bullet point number one in the notes of how the show ends <laughs> this is who is on the iron throne at the last the last uh minute of the show or whatever but i don't know i just, I just feel like what made game of thrones what it is like the, the the cult classic that became the mainstream classic that it is Maybe actually it was never a cult classic. I think it was like number one in the ratings first season, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. So what made it? But what made it that uh, cultural like icon that it is is because it consistently subverted expectations. That's what the show was built on. From from season one with Ned Stark, you thought he was the main character, and then he gets his headshots off like halfway into the season. To, to the end of season one. Oh, where, not even that. The first episode where Bran got pushed out the window. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! In this episode, when Bran hit him with the the things we, we do, do for, for love, love. yeah, and he looked at him like, "Oh, you bitch, <laughs> you asshole." <laughs> but but yeah, I feel like that's what the show's been built on. So I think, yes, Daenerys' goal from day one has been to get the Iron Throne, but because now we're in the end game, huh? <laughs> What I think most people are expecting and hoping for, because I'm hoping for it too. I want Jon Snow to win. Jon Snow deserves it. After everything he's been through, after how selfless he's been, even now when he's like still the paragon of goodness in this world, he's the most honorable, he's the most level-headed, he's the most patient. That's all good qualities that do not get rewarded in Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, Because I'm like, talk about subverted ex- expectations. It might not be Daenerys. Cersei? No, not oh. even that. It might, it might not be just Daenerys. It might be like a whole, like a democracy thing where like, yeah, sure, Daenerys gets the Iron Throne, but then say uh, Yara gets to rule the Iron King. Sansa still can Sa- I think that's what's going to happen though. That, but, and going back to the conversation Like it's Sansa. like a democracy, like the kings or queens of the Seven Table or whatever, like the Knights of the Seven Table more And or see, less. that's something that would come from John. Like that's John's level-headed type of mentality to have. She's been all like, no, I am the ruler of the seven kingdoms. But he's been like, you know, whatever. I'm the king of this. You know, you do you. Just do you. I think she's going to opt for that. Especially since that the conversation that Sansa had with... Uh, Sansa is fucking bad. Yeah. To see how far she's come now that she's basically on the level of like the main players of Game of Thrones. And like uh-huh. talking circles around them too. Like she's like, yeah, yeah, call the bullshit, Daenerys. What about the North? At the end of all this flowery bullshit you're speaking to me right now, what about the North? Yeah. And not even just that, but like not being scared of Daenerys. Like, no. <laughs> when she was trying to uh, down talk Tyrion, and then she was like, well, you shouldn't have been fooled by Cersei either. Oh, yeah. I was he like, never oh, trusted Cersei. Shit. Yeah, you either. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I fucking, I believe it. She's earned it. She's got that, that swagger now. Yeah. She's almost like a good Cersei. <laughs> Pretty much. And, but she's been through so much shit that it's understandable. And the moment in this episode where she saw uh, uh, Theon again, Theon. I almost cried right there. When she broke, like the look on, like the acting on her face when she broke, it was like almost burst into tears and went to go hug him. Mm-hmm. I felt that shit. 
Because she hasn't seen him since he, he since saved he her saved being her, raped. Yeah. Yeah. Or not being raped, but being held captive by Ramsey. Uh-huh. Like, this one talking about all those fucking payoff. They're eating together, doing that fucking sad song that Podrick was Podrick singing. Was singing. Oh my Which God. reminded me of Titanic when the people were playing oh, the going violin. Down. Yeah. The ship is going down. The ship is called Winterfell. <laughs> no, Winterfell is going to Winterfall. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah, man, all those moments, like uh, Jamie and Brienne, <laughs> when she's like, why aren't you insulting me? Like, uh, do you want do me you to want insult me you? No. no. <laughs> well, good. This is awkward. <laughs> like, they're, they're just their chemistry. Because you is could so tell, cute. and I've, always, I've said this from the beginning, like, I want them together, but you could tell that she loves him, but she doesn't know. Well, they said this in the featurette. Yeah, they did. And I like she, that they explained that, though. But she doesn't, like, she doesn't know these feelings, but I don't think Jamie loves her. I think Jamie just really respects her and admires her, but he doesn't love her. I think he does love her. I think he might grow to love her, but right now he doesn't love her. I don't know. I can't say. But you might be right. But I, I like to believe that he loves her. And he just doesn't want to admit it yet. Because at least in this episode, you see how loose he's gotten with like... Remember how he would never talk about how he fucks Cersei? But now he's just like... He makes jokes about it. Because everybody knows now. Yeah, so he just jokes about it himself. Like, yeah, you know, you had no friend in the world, Tyrion, except me. Who fucks his sister? <laughs> like that stuff. And just them being, just Tyri and Jamie's chemistry together. Just them talking and like realizing that this might be the last time. Like, and, oh, and all the callbacks. Talking about like, do you remember when we first, we first started? We first yeah. came to Winterfell, season one, episode one. Mm-hmm. I was a whoremonger. You were a Kingslayer. Like, it just throws me back into all those season one feels and seeing how far they've come. What was the phrase that Tyrion says about growth? It's like suffering um, through betterment or something like that. Right? I don't remember. It was something like that. But it's the idea that to become better. Because uh, Jamie jokes like, oh, like, I mean, I can never go back to being a Kingslayer because I've lost my hand. But you could go back to whoremongering. That's an option for you. And it's like, yeah, no, uh, it's if not. only it were. Yeah. And, like, and that's, you know, the idea is like once you realize the error of your ways in the past and you've committed to self-change and growth going from a, a drunken whoremonger to now he's a drunken hand of the queen <laughs> basically you can never go back so it was like the suffering it was something along the lines of what is that quote I'm trying to, I'm gonna see if I can look it up it was something along the lines of the suffering of self-betterment it was quick too I'm like that's a deep line that's true like to become better you know you have to struggle against the person that you were and nobody wants to change change is hard so to see these characters change so much in season one, like it's, it's, I don't know, it's touching. These aren't friends. These aren't family. These are fake characters on a fake show that I don't even, I, I watch like once a year at most. And yet I care about yeah, them so much. Not even once a year because we didn't get it last year. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I care so much about their development and their growth and their, and their friendships and relationships. You looking it up? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Um, I mean, we're just jumping around all over the place, but I mean, uh, let's talk about Arya and Gendry and their reunion. That made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, I was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I, was, I, was thinking, like, like, I know she's an adult. That was a body double. That was not her body. Even still. like Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. <laughs> I was like, uh, I've watched you since you were a little kid. I watched when she hugged. I've been watching a lot of like uh, recap things. So they do a lot of like comparisons of like season eight to season one. And they showed... Arya hugged, like jump up to hug John, like yeah. she was that small. And now they show her, you know, she's yeah. a grown woman. But to see her get naked, I'm like, you were a 
baby. Now she's, now she's jumping on top of some dick. Oh, jumping on Gendry. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And just and just to do it, just because it's like, well, I've never experienced it. And I mean, you might die tomorrow if you don't never had sex. I mean, that happens in a lot of shows. But isn't that still your mojo before a big battle? Like. Now you're going it didn't there. Still, because she was Gendry was knocked out, but she was she was still. So I'm talking about Gendry. Oh. Gendry's knocked out. That's what happens to a guy when they have sex. It's like, oh man, now I gotta go fight a battle. That's crazy. And they were getting people were getting wasted this episode. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> White walkers are coming. I mean, again, if you feel like you're gonna die, you're gonna die. It's then coping, yeah. Who cares at but, this point? But it's just so funny to, to see the equivalent of basically a Game of Thrones sleepover, and I'm super invested. Like, because at first it looked like this was just gonna be Jamie and Brienne and Podrick, but then Tormund comes in and uh, uh what's his name? Uh, John's hand, old guy. Davos. Davos. Davos comes in. They're all having like like drinks and merriment, singing songs, just talking. Tormund giving that hilarious. I can't find it. <laughs> oh, you can't find it. Yeah. I think it was the suffering of self betterment, but. When Tormund gave that hilarious story about, do you know what I'm Yo, called? The Giant's Bane. <laughs> yeah. Sucking on giant titty milk. Makes me strong. Sucking on her tit. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Like, I love him so much. Yeah, I love him too, but I, I don't st- want him to die. I, st- I don't. He's going to die. He's definitely going to die. <laughs> yeah, him. Because you, you were a fan of him and Brienne. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't want it. Well, that was only if we had, like, if we had another season and they had time to play with that and then go to, to Jamie. That's fine. But now that we're in the end game, I keep saying that, but it's what it is. <laughs> like, there's no time for that. So now she's... And clearly, you know, from the whole... That whole scene where uh, Jamie knights her, like, clearly there's... If she didn't know she loved them before, she definitely knows that she loves them in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that was a beautiful moment. That was a beautiful scene, like, yeah. I was like, oh, oh. And they all clap for her. I'm like, ah. I didn't even know I wanted that. I didn't even know I wanted to see her knighted. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so... <laughs> she deserves it. Yeah, because it's something, it's, it's a dream that she's always wanted that she never thought would get fulfilled. Yeah. Because fucking men are sexist. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, literally, like, I think you said in the featurette, but like, she's like one of the most noble, the the biggest paragons of nobility. She's the nightiest of all. She's the nightiest of all, the, every night that we've seen in the show. Yeah. Better than almost all of them. But yeah, she's not a knight because she's a woman. Bullshit. Kind of weird that she's Serbian, but I guess that's <laughs> that's how they call knights. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call knights because yeah. mostly because knights aren't women. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, like, oh, okay, so I mean, we're talking about. And I'm like people. I'm scared I don't want for her to die. Yeah, Tormund. Like we should we can literally go, go through the cast and say who is most and least likely to die just based on the plot. For example, I love him to death, but my man Obama. Yeah, Grey, Grey Worm. Worm. <laughs> All this talk about let's yeah, oh, you're talking about the future. We're gonna retire we're gonna tomorrow, retire, Masande. Yeah. After this is over, we're gonna move out and get our own place. I was like, oh no, don't talk about yeah, it. We're gonna live together. That's like My your people horror. can't defend ourselves. That's like your horror movies when you be like, I'll be back. Yep. <laughs> I'll be right back. Don't worry. And when we get out of this, it's, everything's gonna be different. <laughs> it's like Yeah, everything's gonna def- be different because you're dead. <laughs> My people can't defend ourselves. My people can. We'll and I'm going to defend you. you. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> You're gone. <laughs> yeah, because he's not, he's not important to the plot. So him, Tormund. And he's black. <laughs> and he's, and he's black. <laughs> I mean, t- character like Tormund, Podrick. Um, Even Brienne. Like, all this. You I got, got, what, I gotta, you, you got no. what you wanted. No. She's got to, she's got to, uh, what's the word? 
solidify, not solidify, uh, when you fuck the person. <laughs> uh, Jen, what? Well, you know what's called uh, when you, uh, uh, christen? Christen your marriage? That's not it. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? You know it what they starts call with it. the C, yeah. You know, wherever that word is, uh, consummate. Consummate, yeah. Go. I was like, I know it starts with the C. Yeah. They got to consummate their relationship. Yes, they had that longing look, but it's not, that's not enough. Like, you could do the fucking thing, like, ah, you're never going to get that moment because she's dead. But I think that Jamie is safe because he has to survive to go back to Cersei. I know, I think Jamie's safe, yeah. Yeah. And I also don't think, you said the battle's going to end. If it does end, I don't think that's, I think one or two things are going to happen, right? Or it's like, if it doesn't end, end, it's not going to be like all of episode four. No, no, no. Here's, here's my two theories. There's two possibilities I see happening. One, they win the battle and they defeat the White Walkers and ev- everyone that was there. But if you notice, there was no Night King. Yeah, we didn't see it the Night King. It was generals. So maybe the Night King on the dragon is circling to King's Landing, wiping out however many people he has to wipe out, raising dead there, and then pincering Winterfell between King's Landing. And now, because now they had a 10,000 golden trooper army, whatever there. Mm-hmm. So you got 10,000 bodies there just from the fight. More White Walkers, if that's what happens. So then it'll become a, okay, we beat the Winterfell threat. Now we got to turn around and fight the King's Landing threat. I don't like that though because either Cersei escapes or she dies there and then she's the Night Queen and all that bullshit theory happens. Or they lose the Battle of Winterfell and they have to retreat back to King's Landing. And now Cersei's like, ah, now I got my army. What you gonna do? And it's like, please Cersei, what the fuck? (laughs) We lost. Winterfell is gone and we've got a giant, even bigger army of the undead after us now. And that only works because now that they have the 10,000 golden army people there mm-hmm. now they can join forces with that army to fight the ultimate giant white walker threat those are the two options i see what about you uh like i said i i think for the most part the episode the the battle is gonna end more or less with on in episode three but i i agree with that theory of the the night king i feel like Again, because we're already pretty much halfway through the show. So I feel like it will make sense because they didn't show the Night King for him to go to King's Landing and more or less take out the Golden Circle. So then now, once the battle is won and everybody's defeated, now you don't have to worry about it. So now it's not like a battle, another battle on top of another battle on top of another battle. Mm. It's like the bat- we already got rid of this other army. Now it's just really the Cersei stuff we got to deal with. Yeah, but at the point it's not even Cersei stuff. Now it's like... Undead Cersei stuff. <laughs> well, no, I don't think Cersei's gonna burn. Well, no, not not Cersei, but I mean like the her, everything in King's Landing is called Cersei stuff. So like yeah. the Golden yeah. Army, everyone in King's Landing. But they always say once you take out the Night King, that should. Even though I'm like, I don't know, it might not even go the way they think. It's not gonna go the way you think. Well, I know for damn sure, whatever happens in the next episode, that whole brand plan. Hey, I'm just gonna sit in this Mirrorwood thing oh, and the- wait for the yeah, Night King. And Theon's dead. Theon's fucked. Theon's dead. The moment he was like, "I will defend you," after uh, he's dead. Yeah. And then it's poetic oh. because he 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 grew up in Winterfell. He stole Winterfell from, from just like he said, he stole Winterfell from uh, Bran and his brother, yeah. uh, and, and thought he killed them. And now like he's originally gonna, he thought he killed Bran. Yeah, and now his redemption is going to be he died. Yeah, he dies saving Bran. <laughs> Sansa, <laughs> Yara, even Theon. Like, bro, Theon, Reek. I care about Reek. 
sorry. Like the 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 camaraderie of like them all coming back, like all the children in Winterfell that are still alive coming back, even Theon. Like I, that's beautiful to me. The moment, bro. I don't give a it fuck. Is, but I have to say, I'm just like. On a t- on a scale of like, oh yeah, on the scale of people, he's down here. <laughs> he, yeah, he's down here. Yeah, he's, he's way down. <laughs> but I still care. Like I don't want anybody to die. I was gonna say. Uh, oh, I didn't give a fuck about that random uh, Night's Watch guy. Remember him? Yeah. The, the their friend from back in the day in the Night's Watch. Uh-huh. Like when he came back, I'm like, I don't even really care about. I don't know your name. Yeah, I don't even. But know I like name. you. I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> You're alive, my brother. Like it's so weird. I was like, I don't want anybody I'm like, to die. I, I'm like, I don't remember what you did. Like, who are you? I remember like, him. I remember training. his face, but I'm like, who are you? Yeah, I remember him training with the Night's Watch and talking to John and Sam every once in a while. But I don't really remember that much about him. But I don't care because he's alive, so he's a brother. And Sam, uh, Sam's definitely safe. I feel like Tyrion. No, he's, he's definitely safe. Yeah. He's, he's got to tell a story. I feel like Tyrion is safe, and I, I also kind of feel like. Yo, when he was like, I, I want to fight. Tyrion. Daenerys was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, I think Tyrion now has knowledge. He has some type of knowledge because he he was speaking to Bran yeah. and then they cut away. That means Bran's going to die. I think so. I don't think there's any reason yeah, to possi- foreshadow. Yeah, possibly because there's there was this whole conversation about if you kill me, you kill the knowledge of, you know... I, I carry the I carry the memories of the world or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. That was a really good but, speech from Sam too. But now you had a full conversation. Granted, he can't know everything that that Bran knows, but he uh, there was a moment he said, "I've got time." Yeah, I've got time. Tell me everything. Yeah. I just I just feel like there's no reason to have that conversation and but, not show it. But at the same time, though, it's like, does the world like he might they might have Bran, Tyrion knows stuff, but at the same time. Don't you? You still need a three-eyed raven in the world, right? Do you need one? If there's no Night King threat, is it necessary? I mean, I don't know how this world works. But I mean, before, I mean, the, is it is it like a Buffy thing where it's like a three the three-eyed raven dies and another one rises, or once you kill it, mm-hmm. it may seem like it was generations of of three-eyed ravens before him and the other old guy. Yeah, there's always been a three-eyed raven. But that's my point. Like, yeah. is like once if Bran dies, Maybe twist is it Bran does another, dies. Yeah, does another it transfers one transfers to Tyrion. That's what I was. That's what I was saying. Does another one takes his take his place, or once you kill the three-eyed raven, it's like that's it. Well, I think if the Night King does it, then that's it. Like Avatar rules. <laughs> like if you die in the Avatar state, it's over. So if the Night King kills him, then it's gone forever. But I don't know. I I, I could totally see it being a thing where Bran dies. Holy fuck! What do we do? And then it's like, well, Bran told me one thing. Before all this ended, he told me this might happen. Maybe that's why, why Tyrion was drinking so much. You don't even know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who knows what's going to be revealed in the next episodes? Because they keep pointing it out that Tyrion is the smartest person here. And then... Yo, he got reamed this episode. Daenerys was like, you an idiot. And basically, everybody's been calling him an idiot this entire season. Yeah. But at least he admitted to it. And then Jorah, my man, came and defended him. It was like, yeah, I mean... He we've all, we've all made mistakes. Yeah. Remember me with the, the I betrayed you and the gross nasty shit I had on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even Daenerys has made mistakes. Yeah, plenty. So I I just feel like there's something that he's like, like a plan that he's like forming together based on the knowledge that he got from Bran. Mm. I can see that. I can see just coming back somehow. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I lost my train of thought. Something about Daenerys. And not the important conversation. But let's just talk about that right now. Because <laughs> the episode, two, of course, 
You know, we're waiting the entire episode. When's John going to tell Daenerys? Oh, the mountain. Yeah, I don't think he's going to die. I think he's going to die with the... Uh, oh, I mean, right, the right, hound, right. the hound. The hound. I think he's going to die from the mountain. And then Arya is going to avenge him based on that conversation that they had. Where it's more or less because the the uh, he was on her he was on uh, her list at one point, mm. and that's why she was like, "What are you doing here? Like, why why are you here? You never fought for anybody but yourself." It's like I fought for you. That was a sweet moment. And yeah, I feel like that's more or less. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to hang out with these two old guys. I'm about to get yeah, fucked. <laughs> but I, but I feel like that was the, the her her reason of doing that was like her moving away from the situation because he 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 more or less changed her thinking. Like she more or less had this black and white imagery of people and her saying and the uh the hound basically saying like no i fought for you why do i want Ari to avenge him people change i want him to beat the mountain even if it's like a double kill like they both die fighting each other i don't want Arya to be like all right well you can beat your brother so i'll do it for you i feel like he i mean also think about her fighting style like she kind of fights like small oberon oh yeah yeah and he couldn't take out oberon until he did. Yeah, I'm like, uh. <laughs> but that's only because Oberon was showboat. Ari is not the type to do that. Oh shit! If the Night King goes to King's Landing, is the mountain a zombie? Can he control the mountain? He's kind of a zombie, but yeah, he's so not. Would that could Night King control him? I don't think so because I don't think like he died, but I don't think he, I think he was like on the brink of death. Well, I've read things where they say Kyburn brought him back with black magic, so he was dead. So he actually is a zombie. But like, is it the same kind of zombie? I was gonna say, but it's different. I guess different types of magic. But could you imagine that moment where it's like, oh shit, the Night King's here, and he just does this shit, and the mountain turns around, just killing their own men. Like, you know what I mean? That's fucking terrifying. (laughs) I I, I don't know. Um. So we're we're talking about who's safe and who's not. So okay, the Hound is safe for now. Oh, the the I forgot. If Arya dies, we were I riot. Fuck that. (laughs) Because I mean, she is getting a little cocky. And on top of that, like... I think it's going to be squashed next episode, though. You saw in the trailer she's run through the crypt. Yeah. So, clearly, she's going to have her tune changed somehow. But you mean in general? I hope she doesn't die for the whole series, but I can totally see it happening. I don't want that. No. The only Stark I want to see die is John. I don't want that. But if, if anybody in the Stark family still has to go, John. But Sansa and Arya, I hope, are safe. They've been through so much fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And John's on borrowed time, too. That's why I think... He was meant for this battle. He was meant to be the beacon of light for Daenerys to become a better ruler. That's why the Lord of Light didn't want him to die, you know, in the Night's Watch. He kept him alive for that reason. And he even told people, like, I just if I like die, don't revive me. <laughs> I just, I feel like this whole Lord of Light shit is, like, so convenient. Because it's also, like, what is the Lord of Light's plan? Why can't he bring everybody back that dies and so they could continue fighting the Night King and all? God works in mysterious ways, Michael. Don't you know anything about religion? It's like <laughs> it's convenient as hell. Stupid. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I would like to see because if the Night King does go to the Mirrorwood, where Bran is, I think the Red Woman is gonna die. Where the fuck is she? Is she even in the season? M- remember, she talked about going to Volantis to bring back more priests for the battle or whatever. Oh, okay. So that's an X factor. That, that's a that's like a we're on our last rope. Here comes Melisandre Mil- or whatever, pulling a phoenix, yeah, holding hands with the other priests, okay. the Phoenix Five. But I want to see if the Night King in the Mirrorwood, you know the, that big tree with the big face on it. Mm-hmm. Like, how what is he gonna do with that tree? That's like the old gods, right? Yeah. So will the Night King burn it? Will he like scoff at he it? Might will burn he, it. I don't know. I I just want to see how he interacts with like more old god shit. 
And you think Arya takes out a dragon? She takes out the dragon? Because she has a spear. And she wanted a spear specifically. What is she going to do? Throw it? <laughs> yeah, she's going to... It looked more like a Darth Maul, like, double-sided, like, saber kind of thing. But, like, two-end spear. For, like, poking from a distance, maybe? Yeah. I can see her if and she got behind... And throwing it. That's just too much. I can see her getting behind one of those crossbow things, though. Because they do keep showing how good she is with accuracy. This episode especially. The moment she told Gendry, like, nah, motherfucker, you don't know how fucking legit I am. <laughs> Say something. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's when he got a boner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because she was, the way she was, like, looking him up and down, like, How many mm. people have you had sex with? <laughs> First of all, I knew right right then I was like, oh, she about to fuck him. No girl asked those questions. Well, no, I knew it was going to happen even before. When like, she was looking at him when he was uh, making smithing things. Yeah. His, his shirt was all open. He was all sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, mm, okay. I see you, Gendry. <laughs> and she was getting sweaty in her cooch. Oh, God, ill. <laughs> uh, who else? Who else? I didn't write anything else down. I took some notes. I'm trying to think about other characters. Oh, the fire guy? I've got his name. Bannister? Bar- Barrister? Barrick. Whatever his name is. The eye patch guy. Yeah, the he's, fire sword. He's, 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 he's dead. dead. So dead. I hope he dies and in an epic coming, way. He's not going to come back. Well, he's not the priest anymore, so he can't. No. Um... Oh, this is one of the notes. I, I was writing down like just bullet points as I was watching the episode. A lot of them are nonsensical because I was just like, oh my God, my feelings. <laughs> but uh, one of them was like, was a uh, decisions feel like video game logic circling back at the end. So like all the payoffs that are happening, it feels like in a game like Mass Effect or like one of the story-based games from Telltale, like Game of Thrones or Walking Dead, where you make a decision early in the game mm-hmm. and it's like Daenerys will remember that or like uh, 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 what's a good example for this episode uh, oh Brienne will remember that with Jamie. like if if, she, if Jamie did not save her life way back in like season 2 or whatever yeah. he'd be dead there <laughs> but because so because he did make that, that paragon choice I, in my head like a little thing came over Brienne's like throwing Brienne, remember your decision, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. yeah, yeah. And that kept happening. Every single like interaction, it was like, oh man, things are paying off. From, like seasons one, two, three, it's all coming back. And even when I have when when those moments were happening in those video games, it would be like, well, remember what you said, such as I'd be like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should have made a different choice. I didn't know it was gonna come up like that. Yeah. And it just kept happening the entire episode with all the characters. So I was just like, oh man, this is like a fucking, the end of an amazing video game where you made all the right choices. <laughs> Thank God it all fell into place. Everybody dies. <laughs> you make the wrong choice. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, so we didn't talk about the Danny and John conversation. <laughs> I just like, it was so funny how he, she goes down to the crypt and rather than just being like, so guess what? I'm Targaryen. He's like, let me tell you a fucking long story. And then slowly you can see in her face as he's telling the story. She's, she's like, putting it together. Yeah, she's like, wait, wait, where are you going with this? And again, not even thinking about the so we're related. The first thing yeah, she I goes to. I saw people say the same thing about Dan. Like, she didn't even. The first thing she goes to is a throne. But I'm like, but John did too. Yeah. So it's like, but she, I feel like people are coming down harder on her. Then John and I was like, but they had the same reaction. I feel like it makes more sense for her to think about the throne first because historically Targaryens are all inbred, right? Yeah. So she's like, 
Anyway, yeah, yeah, we're, we're related. Whatever. So you're going to be higher in the throne hierarchy than I am? Fuck that. <laughs> it's like, uh, did you not hear the part where we're kind of cousins? It doesn't no, matter. <laughs> that's her aunt. Oh, his aunt. So you're my nephew? Yeah, you're my nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that. It's hot, but that's not what I'm focused on right now. <laughs> what I'm focused on, you can become king. But it's like, but if I married you and you love me, I'd be king anyway. But I guess it's just because he'd be in charge and she wouldn't because she's not. Yeah, I guess because technically, yeah, they could get married and they'll both be rulers. But even technically, like he would still be the real king. It's like, More or less. It's like, are you that it's, petty? It's kind of like when uh, Cersei was married to Robert. It's like, yeah, she's the queen, but he's re- like, he's the one that's really in charge. So like, if she makes a decision, he's like, no, like, yeah, but John is the most like chill dude in the Seven Kingdoms. Like, you would think if anyone's gonna wear the pants in that relationship, it's gonna be Daenerys. Daenerys gonna be in his ear, like, you really gonna let that slide though? Nah. She doesn't. She doesn't care. She wants to be the sole ruler. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like she's that petty. It's like that much of an ego thing. Where it's like, no, it has to be me. I am the queen. It's like, okay, all right. That's why Sam made that point. Was like, uh, you gave up your crown, which she, for to for the betterment of the uh, North. Would she do that? And before we can even find out what, of course, White Walkers. It's like, oh, isn't that convenient? Now we can't fuck. Now that's got to be drama on the back burner for later. But at least you know. I'm glad they at least got it out the way. At least. I'm like, yo, if I was John, hold on to that information until after the battle. Because now, like, that's in your head. Like, you you, you know when you go into, like, uh, anything, you're distracted? I mean, I guess, but at the same time, though, he doesn't know. If there is what? an after after the battle. Get yeah, it out. Too. And he's so honorable. I'm surprised he even held it that And long. he probably wouldn't have told her. Had she not just showed up randomly in the crypt, because he, he was avoiding her. Yeah, he he pieced out that meeting so fast. Yeah, my queen. And, he's like, <laughs> and she noticed that, so she like, went to go fuck? find him. Like, what the like, what's going on? Yeah, she's trying to boo love on him. He's like, nah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I know. <laughs> I like she's like, wait. So your brother and your best friend told you you're the king, and you believe them? <laughs> he's like, nah. I know it's true. Yeah, like, right. how convenient. <laughs> how convenient. <sighs> but, oh, okay, that's all I got for the notes. But, but yeah, man, this episode, I'm just, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm fucking scared, man. Yeah. Every single fucking character, I'm just like, no, no. Oh, wait, hold on. I have a list, actually, of the characters that are almost certainly going to die. I'm going to read them off. I'm going to ask you if you if you agree with that. Because I'm like, this is pretty accurate. Even though they did the same thing for Infinity War before it came out, and people were way off with that. My like, throat is itching. I feel like I got cat hair in my throat. This is what happens when you come to the blurred <laughs> cave. Cat hair everywhere. <laughs> I keep forgetting you're allergic. Oh, it's supposed to be like And that. I will say, while you're looking for that, I'm like, oh, Nikolai, who plays Jamie... I'm like, he's gotten hotter as the show's going on. Like in this episode, I was like, yeah, I, I, I can see, I can see why Brienne is all, all about that. All right, so here are the all about that king slaying dick. Okay, <laughs> what else does that golden hand do? All right, oh, that's that's another one we didn't talk about though. Jorah and Lady Bear. Oh yeah, uh, fucking L- Lady Mormont. Lady Mormont. She is Little like, Bear fucking so bad like and her little armor is so adorable badass like 
but I'm scared for her life. She's like the best person on this show. She really is. But the fact that she's on the front lines, I'm scared. Yeah, and even he's like, no, you're, you are the future of our house. Like, what are you doing? She's like, don't tell me what to fucking do. <laughs> like, I love her. Like, she needs to live on just for the... Like, she needs the, to live on. Like, she can't die. You need to be a ruler. Yeah. <laughs> Give her the Seven Kingdoms. She needs to be part of this democracy. Yeah. Um, we named you the King of the North and you abandoned... You came back as... Yeah. Whatever you are. <laughs> I was like, oof. Ooh, and she's... She, her words sting. She, she is, like, great. Like, she can't... She has to live on. But the moment when Jorah gets Heart's Bane from Sam... That's not what I was talking about with the... Yeah, Jorah's dead. Making all the right choices. Yeah, Jorah's dead. <laughs> Sam remembered that time. That, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, okay, so Jorah... Here, here's the people that are almost certainly going to die. Jorah, Theon... Uh, what, is, what is his name? Eyepatch Fire Sword guy. Uh, Barrick. Barrick. Barrick Dundarian. <laughs> the, the Night Watch guy that we don't remember his name. The friend of Sam and John. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tormund. Oh, no. Not Tormund. He's such a huggable bear. Uh, and Podrick. Those are the almost certainly doomed to die next episode. Oh, we didn't even talk about it. Like, look how far Podrick has come. Like, oh, he was like a badass swordsman? Yeah, he was training he's training the other guy. And Brianna, you could tell she was all proud of him. She was like, he's got a lot to learn. But Loki, I do. I'm proud of that Loki. Because <laughs> he was a bitch. He was. <laughs> he couldn't do nothing a couple of seasons well, ago. He could fuck. He oh, that, do you think that... Yeah, that prodigy penis. <laughs> Well, well, it was because all like the strippers or whatever the the whores loved them, right? Do you think it's because he sung to him? Because it was like he didn't know that he was a singer until this episode, right? He's never sung before. No, right? he's never sung before. Yeah, so maybe he sung to them because they were all like enamored by him, like oh, Padraig, oh. No, it was because he had his dick game was so good they didn't want to they 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 paid him. But I thought that was like was that an assumption? Did they say that? I thought that was like they no. never knew what the, he did to make them pay him. They more or less. I mean, it was in a. I think it was Tyrion joking about it. No, no, no. Because no? uh, what's his face? Uh, Tyrion and I think it was Varys. They gave a story. And then uh, then Podrick was like, what did you do to them? Oh, or okay. Tyrion was like, what did you do to them? So the, the people and on he's the... Like, and he's like, many things. <laughs> singing. See, maybe he was partly singing. No. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, and the, the maybe die list is uh, Gendry, Little Bear. Uh, fuck. Grey Worm and Davos. I would I would take Grey Worm out the main. Is Davos on the, the front line? I don't think so. Okay. The people on the front line I'm most afraid for. So Brienne yeah, I, and I would, Jorah. I would take Grey Worm off the maybe. I feel like he's definitely going to die. Yeah? Yeah. Come on, man. He got no dick. This is, <laughs> has he lost enough, Michael? Has he lost enough? Apparently not. <laughs> He's got this hot black chick ready to ride his face from now until the end of his days. And he's going to die on the battlefield. Now she needs to find another somebody else's face to ride. No! <laughs> <sighs> yeah, okay. All right. That being said, I'm talking about faces to ride. I got no, I got no segue for that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about riding, riding lightning. Yeah. Let's talk about the flash. Riding the face of lightning. Riding the face of lightning. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about this week's episode of The Flash. The episode was titled, Godspeed. She's my daughter. She lied to us. Since the first day she got here. This has everything from the day she arrived. Read it. From the beginning. She must have felt completely alone. But she wasn't. Run, Laura. Run. So, Michael, The Flash has been on break. Did you miss it? 
No. <laughs> okay, well, me either. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, I was following Eunice's page, World of Flash, and he's posting all this shit about Godspeed showing up. But then there was there was no, like, trailers with him in it leading up to the episodes. So I was like, that's weird. Like, clearly he's going to be in it because they had, like, actual footage of or, like, uh, pictures of his suit and stuff. So I'm like, so Godspeed's definitely going to be in this episode directed by uh, Caitlin Snow, uh, Daniel Panabaker. But I'm like... You would think they put that on Front Street. Like, if you have a fan-favorite evil speedster in the show, why wouldn't you spotlight that? You know what I mean? Like, push the episode with that. And now we know why. Because <laughs> he's a villain of the week. And someone online made me a little die laughing because it was like, no, 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 no. It's a villain of the week. W-E-A-K. Because <laughs> that motherfucker got his ass beat by Nora. By Nora. Day one. She didn't even have a suit yet. No. She was literally out the gate as a speedster. Beat his ass. They did Godspeed super dirty. <laughs> like, it made the rival look like Zoom. Yeah. That's bad. That's fucking garbage. Like, the rival. <laughs> Nobody cares about the rival. They made Godspeed look like toddler speed. And then they had him voiced by fucking, what's his name, from Jurassic Park. Uh, what's his name? No, no. I don't know. I gotta look it up. But it's it's the uh, the evil clone guy, the Asian guy. He's the voice of Godspeed for whatever reason. I'm like, why would you get a a, a name celebrity like that to be a one off character? And I heard he's supposed to come back next season. But do you want him? Do you want him after you, that? No. It's like, are you even that threatening? No. <laughs> Nothing about him is threatening. Like his name and his suit are awesome. And even in the comic... And I'm I like, have a connective Velocity 9 and all that. He's just Zoom. But that's another thing. It's not even like, oh, maybe he's a new speedster too. He was doping. He had like the thing that makes you a better speedster. Yeah. And Nora still outpaced him. I don't understand this. Trash. Here's the thing. Okay. All right. Okay. And I might get hate for this. But this is why there's a giant contingent of people... And I used to think they were. I used to be on the side of people like Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson when I call these people man babies, because it seemed like just insecure dudes that can't deal with women with powerful, independent women, or just powerful women in general. But honestly, I think it's this push across the board that's irking people, because it's starting to irk me. Like it's this, it's this unified. An unspoken push of let's make women the leads in things. Let's make women the central characters in pre-established shows. And that'd be fine if it didn't feel like it was it was taking these properties and franchises off course. But it's the way they're... I feel like they're mishandling it. Because not only is it so widespread that it's in almost every franchise now. Captain Marvel, Doctor Who... Star Wars, Flash. This week's episode of Arrow was literally Birds of Prey. Like, I feel like it's that unified push that creates the unified pushback online. And I don't think it's just insecure dudes. I think it's dudes that are like me and starting to recognize, like, you. I get what you're doing. Like, and I think women do, should have representation, but it's being mishandled in so many different avenues simultaneously that it feels like an agenda being shoved down your throat. And that's why I think there's so much hatred online 
for things like Captain Marvel, things like the female Doctor Who, things like Ray, things like Nora Allen, things like Felicity on Arrow or everything happening on Arrow right now actually is very girl centric. But do you, do you know what I'm saying? I I I, feel, I don't think that has anything to do with this episode of Bro. I just think it was just the origin. Just, it's you're Nora just giving Allen, Nora a backstory, but no, look at the characters. It's Nora Allen and female Cisco versus Godspeed. And they dominate like she dominates him. Like it's very much like, hey, hey girls, you like the flash? Here's your flash. It's in the future. And now it's 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 a girl team. And you're fighting a dude. Like, you know, what I mean? it just feels like it's I'm not saying it's a hundred percent that, but it's definitely I think and also I think Flash has a better excuse than everything else I listed because of the character of Nora Allen and who she is and how she was introduced. But I do feel like it's the same at the end of the day, let's push this female character. Let's let's get some more female audience like eyes on this. I just feel like it's that happening everywhere at once. Cause I see it. I, even me, I've got I got pushback for the lesbian relationship and power is unworthy. And when I take a step back and I look at everything, I I can see why people do feel the way. Oh, they're shoving more LGBT agenda down our throat, shoving more female empowerment down our throat. I'm like, I don't see it that way. But when you look at the big picture, I can see why people might feel that way. I mean. You you could say that, but then at the same time, it's like when's the right time? Never yeah, right when time. yeah when's the right time? But is it does it have to I think, be I think, so hard, I think, so I think, fast, I think, and across no, the board? No, I think the problem is them doing it. Like take Captain Marvel for an example. What do we complain about? Not the fact that you know Captain Marvel is getting front and center. It's just more or less Brie Larson's acting or whatever. We're not fans of that. So like but I also swap think it's it. The, so like swap it with like. They're they're doing it in ways that it's not more or less quality more because like take yeah, something yeah, like one take something take something like Wonder Woman people love Wonder Woman everybody's yeah. like yeah finally it's about time but say if if Wonder Woman was written like a CW show like Captain Marvel was yeah more or less <laughs> then I think that's where the problem came from but if it was like and then also we 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 talk about all the time how we're getting CW fatigue and all this other stuff so I think. Then you you pepper in the fact that they're taking away like the characters that we know and love and have grown up not grown up with but like have Watched followed through, years yeah, yeah have followed through most of the show and then you pepper in with something that's lesser quality and then something that was kind of getting tired of I think that's the lens that we're kind of seeing and not necessarily the fact that oh you're putting women in charge it's like now I'm just I'm just tired of all the shit and now you're putting a uh uh you know a woman in charge of it or whatever the case may be and it's like at this point I'm like I'm over it well I think it's two things I think it's putting the women in in the focus or in the lead but also having a heavy-handed message along with it so it's like what you said it's things that are poorly handled wonder woman didn't have to beat you over the head with the message of like oh she's a strong woman her actions showed that. And it was almost just a reversal in the sense that uh, Chris Pine was like her female lead if she were a male lead in the movie. It was unspoken, but you could kind of see how they reverse roles. He was kind of damsel in distress at points. But something like Captain Marvel, especially like I've gone back and like rewatched parts of that. Bootleg. <laughs> just to be like... Okay, the, well, I figured. I was like, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not out yet. No, no, no. But I've, see, I've seen people online complaining about certain elements. And I was like, I don't even remember that. Let me go back and rewatch it and see if it was actually there. I only saw like 50% of the heavy-handed, not anti-men, but heavy-handed pro-women messages. Like, the entire flashback sequence 
every single flashback was a man telling her she couldn't do something. And I get that. I, I get what they were going with that. And maybe that does resonate with some women. But for the go- for the, all the men in the audience watching that, it's like, really? So every man in her life was a fucking asshole and every man in her life like it was a, something she had to overcome to push herself to be the best and the strongest. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's stuff like that. But I guess you could also say, maybe not every man, because then you got Nick Fury being not that. Yeah, I guess. But then they ruined his character. <laughs> yeah, but that's a whole nother... <laughs> But, but if they had Nick Fury doing that, you hate that. You would hate them so much. Like, you really made Nick Fury a misogynistic asshole for the sake of propping her up. But I, I feel like overall, though, it's just that it, what rubs people the wrong way is the heavy-handed message. And that movie had a lot of heavy-handed messages in it. Point blank. I'm just a girl in yeah. the mirror. Like, right there. Come on. You have no argument after that. <laughs> like, I know, That was stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I think it's that. So when looking at this episode of The Flash, I did feel like, oh my god, is it because she's a girl? Is it because Nora is a strong woman and she's got to beat the villain regardless of who the villain, even if it's fucking Godspeed, you're going to have her beat him alone? Granted, in the comics, he also got beat in a very lame way. It's basically just Kid Flash and Flash teamed up like, oh, we can work together. Duh. <laughs> and they beat, and his, his only real gimmick in the comic was time remnants. But the comics didn't have that concept. So he was able to split himself into two speedsters at once. Mm-hmm. So he got beat kind of anticlimactic in the comics too. But compared to the fucking show, the comic was fucking in-game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, was, it was that epic compared to this shit. Yeah, like, she literally just got her powers like that day. Yeah. That's like if the MCU introduced like Doctor Doom and... I don't know, fucking... I mean, use the use the Flash. If Barry got his powers in the first episode and then beat the yellow Flash, <laughs> beat the reverse Flash, that same episode. Yeah. I did. I avenged my mom. What? How did you... <laughs> yeah, that would no, be... No, okay. That would be terrible. Yeah, I'm, uh, maybe you can give the excuse because the reverse Flash was helping her do it. He was coaching her through it. Especially considering it's like you bring in a villain that's so iconic as a Godspeed, not as like a season villain or somebody you introduce, like maybe introduce this season only to bring back as a greater threat the next season. There's nowhere to go from there. Yeah, there's nowhere to go from what you what you showed in this episode. Yeah, if a rookie can beat you and you're doping up on something that should make you even faster, there's no there's nowhere else to go. Like you can't get faster. <laughs> that means Barry should just like bitch slap you and be done if we were ever fight him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially since he's supposedly so much faster than Nora. Yeah, so fucking bullshit. Um I mean, how do you feel about this episode though? Like uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I wanna hear it. how'd you feel? I feel like had you asked me this or this episode aired maybe a year or two ago. This is part of like maybe season three or season, even season four, which is terrible. Oh. I feel like maybe I would have given this episode a more than passable, maybe even a high more than passable. Like it has. I didn't hate the episode. No, I didn't hate the episode. Like I feel like it was. It was a good episode in the sense of what the Flash used to be. But at the same time, it's like, we've had, I feel like I just got to the point that I don't care anymore. Oh, you've hit that wall. Now you're like me with the CW fatigue. So it's like, (laughs) this is a 
decent episode in the vacuum of the Flash. Wait, hold on. We didn't even rate Game of Thrones. Do we, do we even need to? Perfect like, vision. Yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> is that even a question? <laughs> I was like, I was thinking about like, what, am I, what would I rate this episode of the Flash? I'm like, wait, I didn't rate Game of Thrones. Yeah, perfect vision. For those that don't know, come yeah. on. <laughs> we spent the whole fucking like hour gushing about it. We loved it. Perfect vision. And that being said, what do we give the Flash? So yeah, that, that's... <laughs> Look, the things that happened in this episode I liked. So like the things between like Nora realizing like that lightning that Godspeed hit her with didn't actually... Because at first I was like, that's how she got her powers? Yeah, like, I said the same thing. Yeah, but I was like, what about the, the chip and shit? But then you find out that the chip that was inside of her, that her friend was just like, you know what? It's a really weird piece of metal. I'm going to go investigate it. I'm like, what the fuck? What kind of friend is that? <laughs> like, okay. But she's like, yeah, it turns out it's uh, the microchip that Iris planted in her that suppressed her power. So all it did was like just activate her powers by destroying that chip. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she confronted Iris about that, future Iris, which is fucking terrible because all she had was a gray wig. I'm like, oh, they put some, they put some wrinkles. They did. You see the wrinkles? I couldn't even tell. She had wrinkles under her eyes. They're bro. Like their their future aging technology. I'm saying that in quotes because it's not that much tech behind it. It's terrible in the CW, and they they use it so much for the Flash and Arrow this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, their conversation I thought was was good. It was emotional. Yeah, it was a decent conversation. Yeah, the fact that Iris had faith in Nora and was one that freed her in the present timeline. I thought that was pretty beautiful, you know, cause they had, they were at odds for so long. And at the time when Nora needs her most, Iris think, steps up for her. I think most of the stuff that I liked this episode just came from the interaction between Nora and Grant, Jessica and Grant. Oh, at the very end? At the very, yeah. I hated that though. That's the part I didn't like. Cause I'm like, Barry, what the fuck? But I get it though. Like I, I get it, sir. But she, he had the whole story. So like she had no one else to. Turn. But even that speech, but even the speech like that he said at the end, like it makes <laughs> sense. It's like <laughs> he, I, he was because even he said he was like, I get you doing it in the beginning, but the fact that you learned everything that you learned well after the fact, and you still kept going back. He to hit him. her with the aria. How many times? <laughs> yeah. How many people did you fuck? How many times did you fuck me, Nora? <laughs> By going back to that son of a bitch. <laughs> So it's like, I get the reason why you did it in the beginning, but now you have way more information. You didn't know who he was back then. And now you know who he is and who he was. But then his reaction was too much. I'm taking you back to the future. Never come back, Nora. You stay here forever. If you even think about coming back to the past, I will sense it. But that, I was like, wait, when did he get that ability? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But Jay Garrett can do it, so I guess he can do it too. But yeah, I mean, like, if you had that ability, I feel like, wouldn't you have known when Cicada came back from the future? Yeah. Right? Well, I guess, like, well, I guess Cicada didn't use the speed force. No, well, I guess so. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sure. But yeah, so I'm just like, okay. I, I feel like that was an overreaction, though. Like, that was too much. Because now, clearly, I mean, like, now you've you put her in a corner. You've pushed her to a point where she has no other choice but to go to the guy that you say you don't want her to talk to. You know what I mean? It's like if you wanted her to not interact with your sworn enemy, you think you'd pull her close, not push her away. And for somebody who I thought was getting smarter, like this whole... But I guess in his mind, he could change that by changing the baby Nora. How? As far as he knows, he dies before she's even of age Well, they're trying to change that. Oh, that was what I really liked. That that was... Honestly, this this scene is, that scene is probably what gave me 
a lot of good faith in this episode. The scene where she sees the message from Future Barry, which looks like it's going to be during crisis because the skies are red and stuff behind him. Mm-hmm. That moment where she's like, you know, if you if you have this message and you know you're a speedster and I love you so much and that whole bullshit. But like that was, I was like, oh, yeah, again, another moment between Grant and Jessica. Yeah. Like, I feel like they got, they have great chemistry together. Do you think she's going to be part of the show past this season? I don't. You think she's going to die? No, she's not going to die. She's I mean, go back to her time. She could die. She's not even real. She's not. Even real. <laughs> she is real. Okay. Um, but yeah, all the Godspeed stuff is what I didn't like. No, that was terrible. Yeah. The first couple of encounters were cool. It was like, huh, I am a god. The god of speed. Savitar? <laughs> like, wasn't that Savitar shtick? Yeah, basically. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay. Come up with a name, it's fine. But then like when they actually fight and she's getting advice from Reverse Flash, at first he, she can't he, phase. Yeah, he gives him that speech, same speech he gave Barry. Yeah, but then she doesn't do it. But then she doesn't have to because she jumps across some... Satellites or Satellite, radars yeah. or where the fuck? At just the right time. Hey, I'm not even sure what really happened, but she beats him and he falls down. And he's beaten. Yay! We beat Godspeed. I was like, eh. the God of Speed. Were you though? <laughs> <laughs> Worst God of Speed ever. <sighs> yeah, and the ending I didn't like. See, I liked the ending. I didn't like the Nora Barry stuff, but I liked when Barry was like, fuck you, Thon. I win. I beat you. He's like, I'm dying, bro. Like, do you, what do you, okay, what do you think there? Do you think he's actually... No. Like, good? No? You think he's actually remorseful at all? I kind of do. Do you think he's good? Yeah. Because it almost seems like, why would he still be lying? Like, there's no reason. Like, yeah, I feel like... What they're doing is trying to basically push that Nora, Nora is the one that changed him. Was it her that changed him? I felt like just time changed him. Because he seems like he's no, been there for remember, so long. Because remember in the beginning, like he didn't want anything to do with her. Like He didn't want to help her or nothing like that. Mm. So in an hour. Her, he was telling her to go away. So effectively in an hour. Because this entire time that we've seen her talking with him, it's been the last hour of his life before he gets... You know, executed. Pretty much. So uh, he changed in an he hour? changed in that hour. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is a way for Barry to let that hatred go because clearly it still controls him. But I wish they addressed why does he look like Harrison Wells in the future. I thought... He didn't they, even bring it up. I thought they would have brought that up in this episode being that yeah, this is the Barry first time him. they see him. Yeah. Why do you look like this? Because we couldn't get the other actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm always down to play a different character because I'm me, Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah. <laughs> even next season, I'm be a different, I'm be a different Sherlock. I'm like at this point, just oh, even they got mad at Sherlock. How dare you find out that our daughter was betraying us? Oh, really? You mad at me? Fuck y'all. <laughs> He's yeah, even see, like your anger's misplaced. I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> what, what that really meant was I'm gonna go be in the future Eobard scenes. I'll see yeah. you later. <laughs> so what would you give? I need, I need to take this wig off. Yeah. So what would you give this episode? The God of Speed. Uh, oh man, you're struggling right now. <laughs> I will give this episode a drop a drop a low girl. Low passable? Yeah. Uh, I was wavering between that and less than passable. 
I'm going to give it the low passable because I would give the Arrow less than passable. I'm not even going to get into it. If you guys still watch Arrow, I'm sorry. But <laughs> it, it was the Birds of Prey episode. Former District Attorney Laurel Lads is facing allegations of murder. We need to focus on finding her. I'm really sorry if you thought we had a friendship. It was all an act. Point blank. I mean, it's who it, the birds of prey. Was there a Batgirl? Uh, Black Siren. I, I didn't even. I realized I didn't watch the episode prior to that. I thought I, I was keep, keeping up, but maybe I missed one. But w- something happened where Black Siren was outed for her connection with Diaz after Diaz was killed. So she had to go into hiding. And rather than just going into hiding, she's like, "Fuck this! Like, I'm not gonna keep being good if the world thinks I'm bad." So she became Black Siren again. And she went on like she she met with some girl that I have never seen before, but apparently they had worked together when they were working with Diaz. Sure, whatever. Speaking of Diaz, Diaz is I don't know if he's upset, but he's a kind of upset when he found out that uh, Felicity Emily Beckett Richards was leaving the show. He's like, well, they should have had Diaz kill Felicity instead of let they shouldn't have let her just walk away. Shut up, Diaz. <laughs> I don't care about you or your feelings or what you want. I'm glad you fucking got burned alive in the other episode. Fuck that. Um, but yeah, so Black Siren goes bad and she works with this new chick who apparently isn't a new chick, but because she's bad, Felicity's like, no, you're, you're still good and you come back to the light side. Um, so, so it's Felicity and Black Canary or I don't know what, what is she even called anymore? Canary? The, uh, Dinah. She's just Dinah. <laughs> Spanish Canary. <laughs> She, uh, she's like the, no, like she's bad. She's always been bad. Like, you know, it's like the voice of reason versus the voice of dissent back and forth kind of thing. And then you got the third person who understands her better than anybody, which is actually the only part of the episode I liked. Sarah comes back. And when Sarah comes back, I'm like, yo, why is she not on this show? Literally when she came back, I'm like, this is the, this is the true canary. Why, why did you stay, Sarah? Fuck Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I, was like, I don't know what's going on on Legends. I, don't, I have no idea, but they didn't even talk about it. It was just like, why are you here? Well, I'm a guy that reigned in my sister who's not my sister because my father loved her before he died and blah, 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 blah. But it was like, so you going to go back to the ship afterwards? Yeah, I'm going to go back after this. But it's just a thing where three of them try and convince Black Siren to be good. Ultimately, she does. So it's the four of them become the birds of prey. But they, they don't even call themselves the birds of prey. Felicity makes a joke at the end going like, oh, I guess we're the birds of justice. And Sarah's like, yeah, something like that. Again, girl power episode. Meanwhile, Arrow, uh, Oliver, and Diggle were investigating some bullshit. I don't even remember. I don't even care. Like, they had some B-plot where they were figuring shit out. Oh, they're tracking down who I guess is going to be the new big bad of the season because there is no big bad of the season in the Arrow. Dante. They're putting together the puzzle pieces to see because clearly Dante killed Diaz in jail. I'm like, you're going to introduce another villain that I don't, I don't even know who that is. Dante? Is that even a character from the comics? If he is, who cares? I don't know. Arrow and Flash have no direction this season. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like there's no direction. No. It's like, did all the writers quit? I, mean, like, I don't at understand. Least Cicada is the quote unquote villain. But, oh, that's another reason why I fuck was mad about the uh, the Godspeed episode. I was hoping that the Godspeed was going to segue away from Cicada, Cicada, but they didn't. No. They just offed them in the same episode. So I was like, you, you fucking get rid of Godspeed to keep Cicada? What the fuck? <laughs> Ridiculous. 
And meanwhile, in the Arrow, nothing's really happening. Oh, and then in the future timeline, I don't know. Uh, there's a anti-vigilante task force, and somehow wearing a, a mask. That really, in the future, everyone should have this technology, but somehow having this technology makes them like vigilante killers. It's like predator vision. They can see body heat signatures, and they can pinpoint. You can't hide, basically. But when they fight... How, do you, how does that work, though? I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's how do you like, know somebody's a vigilante? Because they're wearing a costume? I don't know. Take they, the costume off. Well, in this episode, they were hunting down canaries in the future. Apparently, uh, that was also a moment I kind of liked. At the very end, you know what we were saying? like The, the future... The future... The flash forwards don't inform the present day stuff. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. They did a reveal that I kind of liked... But I was just like, eh, all right, I see what you're doing here. Uh, at the end of the episode, Black Siren decides to go back to Earth 2. Felicity gives her... Like permanently? Yeah, permanently. Clearly, they're, they're, they're wiping the slate clean for the final season. They're getting rid of all the characters. Um, Felicity's like, here, How take did she this. even get there? Did she call they don't Cisco? even explain it. She calls they Cisco? don't even explain She's like, I gotta go back to Earth 2. All right, see you later. They don't even show her leave. But she's like, the last scene with her in the present day is Felicity giving her uh, Laurel suit, like the classic Black Canary, the S&M looking bondage suit. I'm like, ew, that suit's way worse than the Black Siren suit. Don't wear that. But I get it. Symbology. And she's like, I hope I can wear it one day and I actually deserve to wear it. And then it flashes forward into the future and Felicity's daughter is a total bitch. Like she's just a hot-headed, like, Oh, I'm not going to listen to you, Mom. I'm going to do whatever I want, even though this vigilante killer is going around killing all the sirens in in Star City. But I'm going to go stop him. And she goes to try and stop him. She gets almost killed. But at the last second, uh, two Black Canaries and Laurel Black Canary jumps down and saves her. And again, terrible wig. All it is is a white fucking wig. I'm like, that doesn't look good at all. (laughs) Is she older? Again, I couldn't tell if she had like any kind of old makeup on her. I don't think she did. I, I think she just had white a white hair wig. And she's wearing the Laurel classic Black Canary suit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, she earned it in the future. But I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that, that's really, that was like the only payoff of that whole future flash forward timeline stuff with the present day stuff. I, I honestly think the flash forwards hurt the show a lot just because it, it's depressing. Like it's, Every victory they have in the present day ultimately becomes meaningless because they have to relearn those same lessons in the future and the future shit. So it's like, it just takes away from any kind of enjoyment I have of the present day storyline. But yeah, fucking, I don't know, less than passable. <laughs> Long way to go to say less than passable. Did you want to talk about Black and Dagger? No, I don't remember. Okay. I just liked it. We don't have to. Let's get into uh, what? I just realized we didn't talk about Lion Rod. We'll talk about that oh. after this. 
But uh, yeah, so season two, episode two of One Punch Man. We get a little bit more information about who could be our new villain who wants to become one of the monsters. The monster, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Jiro. 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 Jiros. Jiros. I don't fucking know. Garo. 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 Garos. Man, we're, we're, <laughs> we're terrible. Where's Jamie at? <laughs> she would know. <laughs> but yeah, he's like the the. This, he looks almost like Vegeta. He, yeah, he looks like a werewolf Vegeta. A werewolf Vegeta? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can see that. <laughs> um, fuck. I'm trying to think. Oh, the whole episode was uh, supersonic fighting Genos. Genos. Well, I said Tom was being talked down to by the the, the rank one uh, of right, the B yeah, class. B class. Who's the, the, the sister of uh, the Tornado. Chick, yeah. I mean... Here's another example of the even fight the fights, animation. Yeah, even the fight. I was like, and then I went back and looked at like the season finale fight or the the fight uh, episode Genos five with Gino. Saitama. I was like, now this looks great. Season one. I'm like, this. Uh, it's just not epic anymore. No, it's not as epic. And I, that's what made me love One Punch Man. Like without that, it's just a show. Yeah, a parody show. Yeah, it's satire, but I don't know. I, I'm gonna keep watching it. But it's just, I I can't shake the feeling that it's like, man, I just wish it was the same animation team. Yeah, it doesn't look as good. No. And I've been watching, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I've been watching Mob Psycho 100. And that is the same animation team that used to work on One Punch Man. Or at least a part of the animation teams that worked on One so Punch Man. So I guess Man. they took a, they were working on Mob Psycho. And I guess whoever was in charge of One Punch Man didn't want to wait for them. Yeah. They should have, though. Because Mob Psycho looks fucking amazing. I, it, but it's... I can't even be like, oh, if you don't like One Punch Man, go watch Mob Psycho because it's all the sick fighting animation that you miss from One Punch Man. It, don't get me wrong. There's sick animation. There's sick fight scenes. But the fights, it's not physical fights. They're like psychic battles. So like sometimes it gets very hard to follow. Dr. Strangey, like mirror dimension shit where it's like everything's upside down, you know, right, which way's up and energy beams flying everywhere and you can't really tell what's going on sometimes. I call it One Punch Man on acid. <laughs> it looks like it's on acid. Just colors and fucking lights flying everywhere. Sounds like my favorite thing. I mean, I we both said that we started watching it before and couldn't get past like the first couple of episodes. Yeah. But I'm only on the beginning of season two right now. But the show picked up around episode four of season one. So if you guys are like me or Mike and never actually like got into my psycho, I would say at least hold on to episode four or five when the story actually starts kicking in. And if you still don't like it at that point, then, you know, it is what it is. But I'd recommend at least watching up to episode four or five. And they start paying off some things that are set up in the f- those first three episodes. It's funny. It's the same type of humor as One Punch Man. But yeah, this fight between Supersonic and and Genos, so many cuts, so many still images, like with just like shit behind them moving. I noticed that a lot. There's a lot of like, they'll freeze on like a movement and they'll have like explosions or shit happening behind them to make it seem like there's movement, Mm -hmm. but there really isn't. You know what I'm saying? You you know what I'm talking about? I, I didn't notice that. Okay, well when you watch it, just look out for still images during the, the action scenes. Um, I mean, even when One Punch Man stepped in, Saitama, and did like the super sideways, super side, yeah. st- like the fast stepping. Mm-hmm. It just didn't look like... It's, 
everything in the first season looks super dynamic. Yeah. And like the colors and like every the way the lines and the sharpness, like everything just looked sharp. Hmm. And like, but this is just looks dull, basically. I mean, they're even doing things where if you if you pay close attention, these all like just animation things. They they well, a lot of times won't focus on the person talking. Like they'll do like a, a a weird close up of like their eyes or the side of their face or another character or something to hide the mouth movement, and that's just cutting costs in animation. Like just small stuff like that. But even that, I noticed. I'm like, yeah, they they won't show him talking because that just I guess costs too much to animate because they want to focus on the big fight. I guess, but I don't. Know. It's really disappointing. It's very disappointing because One Punch Man like. It set the bar. It definitely set the bar. Like before that, like it was One Punch Man, and then like Attack my, on Titan. Attack on Titan. Well, oh, you're talking about animation. You're talking about yeah, animation. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it's like One Punch Man, My Hero. But see, I don't even think My Hero Academia also, has like, like crazy well, animation. And then also, one well, not 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 really, but they do kind of. But they do really well. Is the pacing of the fight makes it feel so epic, and then they'll have like one scene. Of like amazing animation to like as like the icing on top, like um, uh, Deku versus Todoroki. That last that last collision that is animated beautifully. The rest of that fight's pretty good, but it's not like oh my god, this is amazing. It's not until that last moment that everything looks fucking amazing. And that Even is the also, United States of Smash. And that is also disappointing because One Punch Man was one of the first ones. Like when when you and Jamie would do the anime corner, I would just be sitting there like. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I didn't watch any of this shit. And One Punch was one of the first ones I started jo- jumping in on. And now you get to the second season. It's like... <laughs> We're bored of this now. <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> so would you rate the episode? And this is another thing. Look how fast we talk about One Punch Man. Like, without the animation, there's not just plot to talk about. No, there's no plot. Yeah. It's just the monster guy, Garos, Garo, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. He's killing everybody. And apparently there's some prophecy that... Yeah, there's a prophecy, but then you know... The of world's going to end or something. Saitama's going to save everybody. Yeah. <laughs> At the end, it's going to be the season finale. Mm. It's like, because cause that's that's the whole point of One Punch Man. You know, he can't be... he Saitama can't be defeated, but what makes it fun was the animation. Yeah. To see, to see the fights. To yeah. see how ridiculous they became and how little effort he had to exert to win. Yeah, like when he got pun- fucking punched to the moon. Yeah, and he just jumped back. It's like, huh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like the way he, like he had the rock, like he like uh, threw it in his hand to feel the gravity. Uh-huh. Like, oh, that's different. Okay, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit like that. Like that's the thing that makes it cool. But if you take you take that away, it's like, why am I watching this then? So what would you rate it? Because you already know there's no stakes. So it's, and then it doesn't look cool on top of that. So yeah. <sighs> I'm gonna say passable. Yeah, I was pass. I was gonna say I give it a cute, a cute. That's that's passable. It's cute. All right. You know who wasn't cute though? <laughs> La Yorona. <laughs> it's La Yorona. Children are told to behave, or she will come and steal them away. Mom, your children. Have they heard her crying? Yes. <laughs> You will come for them. The curse of La Llorona. Nah, she was fine. 
What? <laughs> I didn't think she was beautiful when they showed her actual face. When and that I, was the whole myth, I, wasn't it? When that goo was dripping down her mouth, I was like, oh, baby. Ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> but but isn't that the whole folklore? Like, she's like the most beautiful woman in Mexico. Yeah, the most beautiful woman in that village. Yeah. And I saw this movie Saturday night with a packed theater of, like, teenage kids. So they were commenting through the whole damn thing. But when she, her, her true face came out, like, her... You know, not monster face. Some guy was like, she's not even that pretty. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> she's all right. I mean, but this is, what was this, the 1600s or whatever? Wait, was it, it was with her? Oh, like, oh, you mean when she died? When she died, yeah. I actually don't even remember what the date was. Did they show a date? I don't know. All right, well, whatever. I, I missed that part. For those who don't know. I didn't, I didn't see the beginning, beginning. Oh. This I, I walked in like right when they showed. Like her drowning the kids. The it was like right after they cut the black after she drowned the kids. So I didn't even really see it because I was looking for my seat and the music started swelling and it fade to black and then you saw the family. I mean that was basically the beginning. So I didn't. It just, it just starts with her killing the kids. Right. Yeah. Which is like I don't even understand. Mom, what are you doing? Killing your brother? Oh, that's spoilers cool. for the beginning <laughs> of La Llorona. Well, this is not even spoilers. This is the myth. The myth is it's an old Spanish woman. Old Spanish the the woman. weeping woman. Yeah, it's a Spanish woman who, for whatever reason, she, she gets married to this dude, has kids by him. Then she finds out that he's cheating on her with a younger woman. So her big plan to get back at him is to drown her kids? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a good... Kill her. Kill the, 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 the woman who... Like, that's what I was like. The guy. Like, why are you killing your own kids? When, cause, and then... After she drowns the kids, she becomes so remorseful because she's like, oh, my God, what did I do? Like, she realized she drowned her fucking kids. And now she, because she's so full of guilt, racked with guilt, she ends up drowning herself. And then mm-hmm. because of all that circumstances, all spirit. that, she becomes a dark spirit. Yeah. And this is the, a real Mexican Yeah, this is, a, this is like real Mexican folklore. And I'm like, you didn't think this plan through, bro? <laughs> I mean, it's not even like she drowned. I mean, at least in the movie, she didn't drown both kids at the same time. She drowned one. The other kid saw her drowning the kid and it ran away. And then she chased the kid down and then drowned him. So I'm like, you had mad time to have regret. <laughs> like, like, I think as you're chasing your son down, you should be going, should I be doing this? I don't think this is right. I don't think this is the right thing to do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. as you're getting your sprint on in wedding heels, mind you. I'm like, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> but I mean... I mean, this is another entry in the the Conjuring universe, which I actually didn't know going into this. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Okay, I I didn't. I know everything. Okay. Because <laughs> w- was she in the Conjuring too or something? No. Oh, she wasn't. No. Oh, that's weird. Then why even bother connecting it? Is it gonna be like a Conjuring Avengers at some point? Like, <laughs> I mean, they're making a Conjuring universe. Okay, An- but Annabelle what's... now the nun. All right. Now you La Llorona. Okay. But, then next is going to be the fucking, I don't know. But the, then what's the end game? The New Jersey Devil. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if you're making a universe, isn't the point of the universe to c- come together at some point? Not always. I mean, I guess technically The Conjuring, because it's a house with all of those trinkets in it, that's the Avengers of it all. Yeah. But no, I want to see Annabelle and La Llorona and... The uh, Nun. And The Nun all team up. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> to, to defeat... Freddy Krueger. Oh, I want to see that. It's not going to happen. You don't want to see that movie? No. I do. Fuck you. <laughs> I want to see them redo. I want to see another Freddy versus Jason. Okay. Well, this movie, 
as you kind of mentioned in the last podcast, it's a little bit whitewashed because, yes, this is a Mexican folklore. And, yes, even the kids of the main character, her kids are half, uh, half Mexican. Mexican. Her father or her husband, who conveniently is not in this movie because he died prior to it, he was Mexican. The priest? Mexican. Oh, which one? There's two. Both of them. Both Spanish. Both Spanish, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I don't know if they're Mexican, but they're both Spanish. But yet the main character, conspicuously white. White woman. And even, I mean, it's really, it's Velma. Yeah, it's Velma. And did you catch that? Like, the Scooby-Doo, yeah, they're watching Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I was like, uh, is this an Easter egg for the fact that she used to be Velma? Yeah. Or? <laughs> what a weird nod to the audience. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, Chris Brown can't count Chris was like, she's not white, she's Italian. But I'm like, that's still white. Or <laughs> uh, no, comic cinema hooked. Oh, yes, right. That's Chris. It's <laughs> our pal Chris. But, I mean, look at the big picture, bro. Like, And I'm not talking just to him, but anybody who might think, like, oh, it's not whitewashed. There's all these other people of color yeah, in the, the whole, movie. Yeah, the whole cast is Hispanic. It's just the one woman. The central yeah, the character. the one woman that's the lead. Yeah, the lead character is a white woman. It's like you always have to have a white POV character. Why does a white person always have to be the gateway to any story? Like, this is not your story. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, of all stories, this is definitely not your story. Why are you here? Not even, yeah. Like, and then on top of that, she's going to, to take, Spanish women being like, to take place in For it to take place in Los Angeles, like, why not have this story take place in Mexico? Take place in Mexico, be a Spanish family, focus on the family instead of having, like, her interact with the other Spanish woman and her kids. It's like, why? It, it feels like you're borrowing that culture to tell this story. So, right off the bat, I was already like, this is kind of. All right, Hollywood, I see what you're doing here. I'm not really a fan of that, but I, what's the movie like? I'm not even going to bury the lead on this. It made me appreciate Pet Cemetery. When I said that that movie had people making stupid decisions after I saw Us, oh, La Llorona. She said, hold my beer. <laughs> like, the kids. Yeah, this this- fam- oh, bro. That li- yeah, that, bro. Little, that, little, that little girl, I, I wanted her to die. My theater. <laughs> Was in an uproar, like not like a, like the typical. Oh, don't do that! Don't go there! Don't go down there! This is like a. What are you doing? I bonded with the girl next to me because we were both just like, get the fuck out of here. She's like, are, right? Are you serious? I'm like, bro, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. No one is this fucking stupid. No one. And for those of you that have seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. You know you what we're talking if about. If you haven't seen the movie, whatever. That little girl prioritizes something. That had no business being a priority, especially at that point in the movie. Especially that they, they didn't even like set it up. Like they could have done things where it's like, there's a reason. Like maybe it was something from her father. Yeah. Maybe like it was so many things you could have done to make me go, Alright, I kinda get it. But no. None. But even but without even that scene, stupid decisions throughout. I have never seen a horror movie where Every time someone has the opportunity to go like, hey, what, what, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I'm not even going to say anything to explain this. I just, yeah. I'm like, yo, explain. Say what happened. I don't, I don't know what happened. Like, what, what are you, are you doing? doing? <laughs> what are you doing? The you realize, kids, you realize, this, you realize this is causing a problem, right? You have these people here and you're not Bro. saying nothing. Like, what are you doing? Like, I get maybe not. Because it's like, you can't say, you well, can't okay, talk well, about a ghost. Before we get ahead of ourselves, the setup for this movie is, the, the Velma is a caseworker for... Uh, She's a social worker. Social worker. 
And she deals a lot with... Uh, uh, abusive parents. Abusive parents. So she goes to this woman who I guess she's worked with before, the Spanish woman, and she thinks or, what she's doing... Not abusive, because she didn't, she didn't realize the woman was abusive. What's the word? It's a, not parent. She's a... Caseworker. Caseworker? Adoption agency worker? I don't know. The not... Word. not I don't think adoption. She's just so social worker. But I feel like she deals with like uh, low income households more or less. Okay, so she goes poking her nose where it doesn't belong, thinking that she's helping these kids, saving them from what she thinks is an abusive mother. Turns out that the mother was just hiding her kids, try trying to keep them safe from La Llorona. But ultimately, she's got like. And they look abused. They have, like, burn marks on their bodies. It almost looks like cigarette burns at first. Yeah. So it's like, okay, clearly, you know, if you're looking from the outside in, this looks like this woman was abusing them and hiding, like, malnourishing them and keeping them locked away. Then the kids just turn up dead. Because apparently when, those, when La Llorona touches you, it leaves a mark. And that, that way she has, like, a kind of a power over, over you. She can call to you and you have to come to her. Mm-hmm. Watch why you're locked up. She can also, and with the mark, she can also find. It's basically a low jack. Yeah, she can find you wherever you go. So she's not haunting a house. She's haunting the people that she comes in contact with. So these kids are just turn up dead. And this chick goes, My kids died because of your interference. I pray. I hope and I pray that La Llorona takes your kids. Fuck you. <laughs> and lo and behold, you can pray to God and God won't do shit, but you, you pray, pray to La Llorona. And she's all about it. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, sure. <laughs> this is where the movie's going. And the movie just takes it from there. And these this family of three, the white mother and her two half-Spanish kids, a boy and a girl, are both being haunted by this, this demon. And what ensues... It's every dumb shit. <laughs> every motherfucking making the most dumbass decisions I've ever seen in a horror movie. Like, and not just the kids, even the mom. Where it's like shit. And it's not like shit in other movies where like something might happen, but you're not a hundred percent sure if you're just seeing things or not. This bitch, La Llorona, will stand in the corner as as clear as I'm looking in this corner of this room right now. She could be standing there just looking at me. I'm like, who are you? What do you want? I turn on, turn on light, she's gone. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> and then you'd you be like, Jordan, what'd you see? Nothing, Nothing. I guess. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. And that happens three times in the movie. Three with each character, with the mom, with the little girl, and with the boy. Get the fuck out of here. Uh huh. Get the it fuck out of here. Super ridiculous. Even up until the very last scene. How shit ends. It felt like a scene missing. They don't explain shit. Yeah, they don't explain. That was weird. There's a whole twist that happens. Nothing comes up from it. No, nothing is brought up again about it. Credits. Credits. And then the kids... I'm like, wait, what? After being so tortured in a house for like 24 hours, like a, or at least an entire night, living in fear, they go skipping back happily into the house like nothing ever happened. Credits. I'm like... Huh? Because they, they stopped the villain. <laughs> How do you know? It even ends on a, or did they? Dun, dun, dun. But I'm like, 
But that's every horror movie. You know, every horror movie they got like Freddy versus they, or whatever. You got Freddy's hand sticking out the grave and all that other shit. But that's just logical because it's not like they 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 basically banished this chick like two times that same night. I would not trust it. I would not be like, well, everything's fine now. Let's just go back in the house, you guys. I know she didn't haunt the house. Yeah, I was gonna say, and also she didn't haunt the house. So. But I would go anywhere else. But I would she just chase. Find, but yeah, I was gonna say, but she can find you wherever. But but the house has terrible, terrible memories. <laughs> terrible things happened in that house not an hour ago. Like you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. get out, go to a hotel for a night. Fucking uh, mini vacation, you guys. <laughs> let's go. Let's not be here for a day at least. I would not just waltz back into a house that I was just chased by a ghost in. I don't care if you told me, it's, but she's not in the house though. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I will go anywhere else. This movie. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like the biggest problem with this movie is they didn't try to do anything different. No, it was all jump scares, and not. And and I'll get to I'll get to that later. But but going back to what I was saying, like they didn't try to do anything different. Like when you look at like the the movies that inspired this universe, like The Conjuring One and Two are some of my favorite horror movies. Like, I really enjoy, like, especially Conjuring 1. Like, I love the fuck out of Conjuring. Like, The Conjuring 1, I felt like, was the movie that made a lot of people go, like, oh, because I feel like more times than not, people are getting tired of horror movies. But the you watch the first Conjuring movie, you're like, this was fucking great. Like, are horror movies coming back? Yeah, I, feel, I like the first two Conjuring movies, too. And even Conjuring 2, you get, you get to Conjuring 2, like, you feel like... These movies are more or less bringing horror back to what what it used to be. Something interesting. Granted, horror never scared me, but they still had compelling stories, compelling characters, and a compelling monster or threat. But then you get to like all these uh, spinoff movies, like even like Annabelle, like Annabelle Creation. We didn't really, I didn't see the first one, but we didn't really hate Annabelle Creation. But it was still like, eh, whatever. Take it or leave it. I didn't see The Nun, but more a lot of people didn't really like The Nun. Yeah. And then you get to this movie, and it's just like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. So it makes me wonder, like, what are they? What What are they trying to do? Like, what is, what, what What is their end game for this franchise? Because like, <laughs> you say that a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's making the Conjuring universe look weaker than it started. Well, I mean, all especially considering no plan. Especially considering, like, I found out that the guy that directed this movie is now directing. The th- it's not going to be James Wan because James Wan did one and two. Yeah, this guy's directing the third Conjuring. Oh shit! Yes, but do you think it's the directing problem or is it a writing problem? It's both. It's probably it's probably both, but I feel like Cause it's also because for a movie. But on the page, the- we just talked about how all this shit was stupid. Like you know what I mean? Like that shit was dumb. But the director approves all of that. Yeah, but and if, on top of that, if, even with the jump scares and all that stuff, like none of it, the like none of it worked for me. And and also considering the fact that all of the jump scare moments were all in the trailer, they were, and they basically were, they every single cre- one. They weren't creative jump scares. All it really amounted to was, oh, is she down there? No, she's to my right. Oh, is she over there? No, she's behind me. Like you know, you know what I mean, something like that. Or the curtains moving. Oh, she's behind the curtain. Yeah. Or the, the one it's scene, raining outside. I'm pulling out my umbrella. Oh, she's in front of the umbrella. It's I like, like that though. But I saw that in the trailer. That's true. But both scenes I did like were both in the trailers. That scene with the umbrella and the one in the car. 
And that was like the first teaser trailer for this movie. I remember when I saw that teaser trailer, I was like, what the fuck is this going to be about? Like, are they going to be in the car the entire time? I wish they were, because that scene was probably the most tense of all. Yeah, that was the best scene. Yeah. And they showed the entire scene. The entire scene was the teaser trailer. And that, see, I didn't see that one. Oh, see, that's the first thing I saw. I'm like, La Llorona, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Um, But yeah. Yeah, bro. I just, you want to just talk spores and and rate this shit, because... I just want to talk about scenes. Less than passable. <laughs> What's making it not poor vision? The, I'm giving it poor vision. The, what doesn't make it poor vision is the fact that I... If they would have followed this character throughout the movie, I would have liked the movie way more. The Spanish priest? The, the priest. The I, like the, I like the priest. He was almost like a different movie. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> that, yeah. He was. Wait, is it a spinoff? Like, but I still, but I still liked him. I liked him too. So he gave me some level of enjoyment. So he kept, he keeps it from being like. I guess. I'm like, I feel like they should have followed him. Make it about his family. Word. I mean, anything like just make something different. You just made like a, I don't know, a, a home invasion jump scare. Movie. Like basically. For those so who, when he comes in, it becomes a home invasion movie when he comes in. Yeah. And they have a way to defend themselves against La Llorona. I can't fucking roll that R. Like, if you guys have... all not, these traps. It's like Home Alone. We've got all these traps for her. She can't get through. But yeah, if, like, if you, if, if you hadn't seen La Llorona and you're still listening to this and you were kind of curious about watching this, just watch the very first episode of Supernatural. Is it the same thing? It's just basically, it's ba- they, yeah, they basically take on La Llorona, but they don't call it La Llorona, but they take the same story concept of a ghost that drowned her, or a woman that drowned her kids, yada, 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 and now she's she's haunting oh, okay. everything. But they do it way better. Like, you care about the characters, you care about the plot. The first episode the of Supernatural? The very first episode of Supernatural. Wow. All right, there's no excuse to them. I watched the first episode of Supernatural then. It's like, watch that, and like you get everything you get from this movie, but better. Yeah, because speaking with characters of, you care about, because I don't give a fuck about none of these characters, none of them, and especially when they do the things they do later. Let's talk spoilers. If you don't want any spoilers, take the timestamp. Blah 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 blah. You don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you really shouldn't see this movie anyway. But spoilers. The fucking scene where they, God, it's so stupid. They have the priest there. They do all this shit to set up. They make all these candles and all this. Bullshit. I take the, the tree from where La Llorona was like, was it where she was hung or where she was? No, she drowned herself. So what, what was the tree? Some spiritual tree. It doesn't yes. matter. He sprinkles some spiritual tree dust in front of a doorway. So now she can't cross the threshold. They do this really overly complicated, like, uh, the she comes in, attacks the kids. They're like, help us, priest guy. He's like, nah. And he backs up into the darkness. You think he's going to run away or something? Yeah, at first I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, what the fuck? But then he turns out like, no, I use you guys as bait. That way I could push her out the door. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't worry. Now that we, I've done this, there's no way she can get through this front door. <gasps> but the back, but the back door, door. I was like, yeah. that's an option? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro. Never in my life. Yeah. Never in my life. I was like. You didn't think about this, but like usually when they have like a like a, a vampire thing where you can't cross threshold without permission, it's like it's a barrier. 
It's an invisible barrier that forms. Yeah, it's the whole house. Yeah, it's not because there's windows too. Can she yeah. get through the windows? Is a chimney? Can she wiggle down the chimney? <laughs> but no, apparently, yeah, they sealed the front door and they show La Llorona like behind the door, like, let me in. Yeah, it's like, nah, bitch, you can't get in. Oh no, the back door. <laughs> so they run to the back door. And while they're, they're sprinkling more of that, that tree dust there and holding the door back. So I'm like, I don't even understand that she need to, like, the, the door, she can pass through yeah, doors. Yeah, you're a ghost, she's right? She's a ghost. <laughs> but yet they're holding the door like she's pushing against it. I'm like, if there's no barrier there, she just walk right in, right? But whatever. There's no time for that stupidity, Michael, because there's more stupidity happening at the front door. Because uh-huh. they go back to the front door and this little fucking girl. What the fuck? <laughs> it was what so the, the moment, the fucking moment they she showed looks that at it. they showed that doll through the window. I said, "You better fucking not." Because it wasn't there like there was one scene where she was like, "Oh, my doll" or something. Like they yeah, do, there was they only do one, yeah, there was only one scene that she liked this doll. That uh, when she saw she first saw La Llorona and she was hiding behind the curtain. Her mother like gave her the doll. It was like, hey, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. here, here, take the doll. You and that's another thing. He's like, what's wrong with you? I don't want to talk about it. Bitch, are you serious? Same thing with the boy. That whole car scene. What happened? I guess nothing. You ran from a demon and then you were in the car, and saw it the demon. Burned your flesh. Burned your flesh. You got a burn mark. And then you are, are you see the, the windows rolling Which down. Which she never finds out about. For the most part, and yet she sees the she sees the mark clear as day because she takes the kids to the hospital. She saw the mark on her daughter. She I don't think she saw it on her son. How could you not? What kind of not, what kind of terrible parent are you? They're, I saw them. They had their, their sleeves were exposed. Both of them had visible burn marks. But she, she never, never yeah she never asked. She never asked. She never put it together with the oh my god those two kids I saved from that woman also had burn marks just like this. To the Cause, point, because yeah, remember she saw she saw it on the daughter because she was like, "What happened?" She was like, "I fell," but she never noticed it on. I fell. Yeah, she never noticed it on him. I'm like, "You fell, bitch! Really? You're not gonna tell your mom, even if you're just like, mom, you're not gonna believe me." But there's a scary ghost lady. She doesn't even. They don't even do that. No. And then the same thing happens with the mom. She sees the ghost. Who are you? What's wrong, mom? I guess nothing. Cause I'm just crazy. Like, and I was what? like, wait, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? I was like, <laughs> and then the kids. When uh, the, the, the hospital, when, they, when the, the doctor notices the burn marks on the kids, they call the cops. And then the, the child services come in and question the kids about like, hey, what happened? Did your mom hurt you? And, the, and Velma's right there like, tell, tell them that nothing, I didn't do anything to you. I wouldn't have hurt my kids. The kids won't even tell the, the fucking child services person, oh, no, it wasn't mom. It was just that's it, what I was say saying. Anything. That's what I was saying. I was like, okay, it makes sense for them not to be like, well, this is from a ghost, because of course, especially telling child protective service, they're not gonna get that. But they're at least they're not even defending their mother. They're nope. just like, they don't say anything. They don't say anything. I'm like, say something so to the tell so the to to the child protective service people. They're making it seem like because the mother's right there. Yeah, they're making it seem like. Oh, they're not talking because they're scared of their mother. Yeah. So that's why they were like, you can't be here. Like, go. Yeah. Because they kept looking at her like, but that's like the if biggest... I speak, you're going to beat me even more. And it's like... But no one acts like that. Like, that is the biggest plot contrivance. Because the only purpose of that scene is to throw question on the mother. Yeah. But in a normal reality, they would have said something. They would have said... They would have made it like... 
been emphatic about the fact that it wasn't their mother. Yeah, like it wasn't mom. Like you don't understand. It's just, it was a scary woman in white. Like anything, a, a kid, kids especially, will fucking say things that might not make sense, but they'll tell you. Especially considering they're old enough to know what child protective services does. Yes. Doesn't make any so, sense. You know if this doesn't go right, you're going to be taken from your home, right? So we say all that. We had to preface this next stupidity with all of that stupidity. So then you were right there with us now, audience. That when this moment happens in the theater, it broke me. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this movie. Fuck it. Poor vision. <laughs> Fuck this movie. This chick sees the doll outside the door. They stress to this girl before they run back to the other door. Do not leave this house. If you break, they, he literally says, if you break this you break seal, this, yeah, she can, she get, can in. get in. So what does this little girl do? It's like within, the doll's within arm's reach. She puts her knees right up against the, the dust or the, the, the flakes or whatever barrier. And she reaches over real hard to get the doll. Yeah, you know you're reaching over the seal, right? Yeah, it's like, grab your ass. Exactly. But no, but, but Lottie Lorona was on the other side pushing the door. So <laughs> she can't be two places at once, Michael. <laughs> and then, long story short, she breaks the seal. But it's because her mom calls her, don't fucking go out there. She's, I got it, mom. Don't worry. And when she drags the doll back, that's what breaks the seal. I'm like, fuck this bitch. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> You point, deserve to die. I was like, kill this little girl. I was fine. I was like, Darwinism. Let her die. I want her to die. You deserve to die. Was she just getting dragged? I was like, good. Fucking die. <laughs> Fucking die. And that's the thing about this movie. Like, for a movie like this, you have to care about the characters. And considering that La Llorona was going after the kids and not really the mother, like, you have to care about the kids. I didn't give a fuck about none of the kids. Nope. I wanted them both to die. So bad. So bad. I pray for Like that fucking crazy lady? I pray for it. <laughs> and speaking of that crazy lady, after the kids dragged into the pool and almost drowned, and then I thought that was the end of the movie, because when he does the blessing on the water, I'm like, oh, he made it holy water while she was in the water, so it killed her. No, I just temporarily banished her? I don't even understand yeah. that. I'm like, what? Shouldn't I have killed her? Whatever. Apparently the kid's possessed, or or at least now she's in trance because she's got the La Llorona call. Yeah, La Llorona held her for a long time or whatever, so now she has to go to her whenever she calls. Which is what but happened then, to the kid in the like, hospital. The very next scene, it's like a race. She's fine. Yes. Yeah, she's fine. I was like, wait, where did the brainwashing go? Like she wasn't saying. She was like pale. She wasn't saying anything. She was like the little girl from Pet Cemetery. Uh huh. And then very next scene, she's normal again. I was like, wait, the, what the fuck? What? Where's the continuity? I thought you were going to her. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. She's running with the little boy up into the attic. She's like, hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, do you not remember what happened five minutes ago in your movie? (laughs) And then, the reason they even get to that point is because that crazy lady whose kids were killed in the beginning, she comes back, and she's got a gun, and she's like, for whatever reason, she thinks that by trading Velma's kids, she'll get her kids back. Her kids back. Your kids are dead. Your kids are dead, yeah. This ain't fucking like Dragon Ball Z wishes. Like you can't just <laughs> wish a kid back. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? Lionel is not Jesus. You can't bring people back from no, the dead. She's evil. Don't you understand? She killed your kids. <laughs> you think she's going to give them back? Doesn't matter though, because ultimately she decides to help the Velma mom. 
after shooting the 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 other priest, it's it's a trend. Like, oh, I do something so so terrible. Now I'm having regret. Yeah. So let me my moment of redemption. You know what? I shot this man. I broke into your house. I threatened your kids. Yes, I may go to jail for this, but I'm gonna do the right thing here. I'm gonna let you save your kids. Cut to the very next scene. That bitch is gone. No explanation where she went. Yeah. No explanation if she got taken by the police. If if she went crazy or what? No, nothing happened. If she died or whatever. Yeah. That just they just dropped that plot. Completely dropped it. It it, so it goes like from that. She shouldn't have showed up in the first place. Yeah. It goes from that. They beat La Llorona. Fucking the Mexican guy runs. The Mexican priest runs in, throws some holy water in that bitch. It's like ah, it burns. <laughs> and then they cut to him getting in an Uber and going home. He's got a gunshot wound in his fucking arm. And then they also didn't explain... Is he going to the hospital? <laughs> I, it's I, a gunshot wound. Yeah. <laughs> it's a serious wound. <laughs> it grazed me. I'm fine. I, I, I thought it was going to be like supernatural rules because there's a moment in, in the pool that she is, she pulls the necklace from her, from, her, uh, from her neck. Oh, that's right. That's what happened. And so I was like, okay... This whole movie, I was just like, just fucking call Sam and Dean Winchester, like <laughs> best crossover ever. But I was like, oh, okay, so they need the necklace is gonna be an important thing going forward, and it wasn't. No, what did it do? It just made her turn look normal. Oh, that's right. When like, he handed her the for like a minute. Yeah. But then she turned right back and started attacking them again. Yeah. So it's like that didn't really accomplish nothing. I don't get how kids can even escape from her. She's got omnipotence. Psychic powers. The necklace. <laughs> That's out. I'm like, what? <laughs> the whole movie? <laughs> if she wasn't interrupted, I guess she would have stopped. She would just caress them the whole time. Like, does she have to take them to a body of water to drown them? Like, did she not just kill them? Well, I mean, they were found by water. The kids that she did drown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I'm saying, in the attic, were they safe? And then also the daughter. Yeah, but I mean, like, in the attic. She can't just kill them, right? She would have to take them out to the pool yeah, again. She broke that window and threw them, put them by the pool. I feel like there's so many better ways. Like, is that the story too? It's that she has to drown the kids. Because I've seen like images online of La, La Llorona. and she's like a monster. Like, let me see if I can find the picture. Freak me the fuck out. But I mean, yeah, fuck this movie. <laughs> I mean, it would make more sense if like just being around her. Like, if her thing is drowning, like, she doesn't have to... Because that creates problems, because it's like, well, how did she get the kids to water? Those uh, those other two kids? Yeah. Well, you saw, it was like, they were in, like, a like a hospital or whatever. She took them all the way out of town yeah. to find a body of water to drown them in? Like, how did that happen? Did she? Did they walk there? Did, did, did she, she carry... Did yeah. she carry two kids? Like, I get a supernatural. And that's also another thing that's convenient. Like... At the end of the movie, she's fucking Dark Phoenix moving all these tables and chairs and all this other shit. And it's like, where was all that through the through through most of the movie? It's unclear. Like, if you're so powerful, why are you even fucking around? Like, just kill them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, her her big move was, I'm just gonna throw you into a wall. That's gonna make you incapacitated for a couple minutes, but then I'm gonna go do something else. It's like, kill her. Like, kill the mother. Like, why aren't you killing anybody? Like, you, you've got unlimited psychic powers. <laughs> I guess her thing is, she, I mean, she's a spirit. She only kills kids. 
But Ooh, she's shit. not. But she's not even trying to do it. Like she's not even intentionally killing kids. Like the thing with the thing with spirits is like they're trying. See shit like this. This is what I saw when I used to see images of La Llorona online. Stuff like that. Uh, that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, that's terrifying. This is way scarier than because the chick in the movie was just a chick. Like this is yeah. This is the movie. Yeah. It's it's like just makeup, just white makeup and yellow contacts and just some. Goo in your face. Looking like fucking Ronin from Guards of the Galaxy. <laughs> but I was going to say, it would make more sense if, like, if the thing is, like, drowning, and then to add even more supernatural element to it is, like, just being around her, like, if she more or less does, like, a pennant stare, like Ghost Rider, like, you actually drown, like, there's water coming out of your mouth. Yeah, that'd be cool. As opposed to, like, having to actually take you to a pool. Yeah, it seems ridiculous. Oh, like, this, this is what I saw that freaked me the fuck out. And I thought this was what the movie was going to be. Oh, yeah. It's like a giant monster woman eating a kid in her bed. That's terrifying. If that was an image from the movie, cause there was nothing scary. There was no, like, like thick, like, uh, uh, atmosphere. Nothing. And that's the thing I was, uh, I kind of said earlier where it was like, for the most part, horror movies have never scared me. Oh, shit. Even when I was, like, a child, I've always enjoyed horror movies, but they never scared me. So the fact that this movie was not scary was not a problem for me. The problem with this movie is the fact that... What is that? Oh, sorry. I think it might be a short film. Continue, though. But I was going to say, the, the problem I had with this movie was the fact that there was no real plot. There was nothing... They didn't try to actually do anything innovative to this movie. And I didn't care about the characters. So, with most horror movies, you think about something like Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th never scared me, but I cared about the characters that Freddy was going after. Yeah. But with this, and then also the plot of, you know, you fall asleep He's going to get you one, two, Freddy's coming for you, three, four, better lock your door, five, six, grab your, five, six, grab your crucifix, seven, eight, better stay up late, nine, ten, he's back again. Wow, you remember the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> or Freddy's coming this again. This is a ride. That, those images I showed you that look terrifying, this is a Universal Studios ride. Oh, it is? Yeah, this, this is actually footage. That's crazy. Yeah, how, let's, go, let's go. Yeah, how is a ride at Universal Studios more terrifying than this movie? I didn't even know this was a thing. I've been to Universal Studios. I've never been. But yeah, so you got you. You know, I'm not, at least for me. I'm not scared, but I care about the characters. I care about the story. I care about the driving, you know, force and how figuring out how they're gonna defeat this evil. But with this, I'm like, I don't give a fuck, bro. That's terrifying. I don't give a fuck, bro, no. bro, bro, <laughs> bro. And look at this, bro. Oh. I'd bro, like, no, what the bro? Fuck? I would have shat myself. <laughs> oh, oh, George, not real. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> but like stuff like that is fun. I, I don't, I don't even like haunted mansions, like uh, haunted houses. No, I want to go. There's a haunted prison that they that they do every year in Pennsylvania for Halloween, but it's like almost two hundred something dollars. Two hundred dollars to get scared. I, that's why I'm like, I'm not paying that fucking much, but I want to do it. And they used to do it where if you last the whole, I think it's like, 
I don't know how long it is, but if you last the whole tour, you get your money back. That's how scary it was, supposedly. Get the fuck out of here. I don't so want to do that. <laughs> and obviously, if they're not, if if people were able to get through it, they wouldn't be making money. But so a lot of people weren't able to get through it. I was like, but they, I guess they stopped doing that. Like, what you get your money back? But I'm like, I want to do it. But I was like, I don't want to pay two hundred dollars. And plus, it's like in. Bubba, it's in like Bubba Fuck, Pennsylvania. So I'm like, how the fuck? How am I going to travel all the way yeah, out there? I, too? How am I going to get you gotta there? You got to pay a lot of money just get scared. <laughs> and then on top of that, you got to pay gas to get there. But I'm like, that's something I want to do. Like those haunted mansions and shit like that. I'm into that shit. <laughs> all right. I mean, that's fair. You're crazy, but <laughs> you're sick fuck, but you know. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the review for La Llorona. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this movie? Trash. It's fucking garbage, dude. I'm so mad. Save your money and watch Avengers. If you, granted, if you haven't got, if you haven't got your tickets for Avengers, good luck. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just can't believe that I talk so much shit about Pet Cemetery. I'm like, wow. I take it all back, Pet Cemetery. I thought you made stupid decisions, but nope, <laughs> not even close. And on that note, let's get the news of the week with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga to call him, but you better not. If he says that shit to you, get his ass on Instagram. I don't want to hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. So, trailers. Let's talk trailer time. Detective Pikachu. New trailer. I see friends shaking hands. I said, How do you do? Sonic! They're really saying, I love you. Listen, kid, I know this much. If your dad was here, he would hug you so hard, your bones would pop. I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Uh, Ryan Reynolds released the final What a wonderful world. Basically showing the world of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. The world that you're getting for this movie. I get it. It's not for me. I understand. I'm just like, I've seen enough. I don't need to see anymore. Yeah, I was saying the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm sold on this movie. But at the same time, it's like, they're not trying to get us. Like, they're not trying to get the Pokemon fans. They're trying to get the people... That are like, what the fuck is a Pokemon? Like, because if it's because I mentioned it before, if it, before we started recording, if if they're just trying to get the Pokemon fans, this movie's not gonna make any money. Yeah, that's true. They need to get the people that have never watched Pokemon, have never seen Pokemon, have never even heard of Pokemon. So two takeaways from this trailer: one, shit looks beautiful. Yes. And two, this is Deadpool Pikachu. <laughs> just from that one line dialogue at the end. Yeah. If your father was still here, he would squeeze you so tight your bones would crush. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Thanks, Pikachu. <laughs> That's mildly threatening. Yeah. And I, the, also, the thing that kind of gets me excited about this movie is I was like, had this movie had been made like, because it goes back to like the Jordan Peele comments, had this movie had been made like maybe two, even two years ago, like, the fact that Justice Smith is the lead, like more times than not, a movie like this, the lead would have been a white kid. Yeah, for sure. And they would all kind of justify it. Like, well, Ash was white. I'm like, oh, what's he doing? <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was Asian, but. Pretty yeah. sure his name was Satoshi or something. <laughs> but all right. So it's like, I'm glad that we're, 
people, characters of color, specifically black people, are getting a chance to be leads in these genre films because mm. we don't get. That's why I said going back to Jordan Peele's comments, we don't get that chance. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just like, and we're not beating ourselves over the head with the message either. Yeah, and it's not even, <laughs> and it's not even like, like, oh, you're casting a movie that's like specifically about black people or black struggle or anything like that. It's like, yeah. no, it's just a kid that just happens to be, you know, black in a Pokemon movie. That's what it always should be. Just it should be invisible. I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think it should always because sometimes you do need to give a message. Well, for every like Pokemon, there's a Black Panther, like stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not saying every. I'm not saying there should be no that's messages. What you, that's what you just said. You right, said that's I'll what it always back. should be. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's what it usually should be. Like we don't need to be beaten over the head with a message every single movie. But for the most part, stuff like this. Let let the representation be invisible, but let it be there. But yeah, Detective Pikachu. I'm 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 ready for this movie. It's coming out next month. Yeah. My body's ready. We're gonna. It's gonna be like a nice mint after. All the crap we're gonna eat this <laughs> this month, this weekend, yeah, this weekend especially. Well, not crap, but stress. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of a mint analogy. Mm, I can't. <laughs> like, what food makes your breath smell, but it's delicious? Garlic. Garlic what? Like garlic on pizza or? Okay, well, it's the mint after our delicious. Garlicky and yet also bad for us. Garlic bread. Yeah, but also bad for us. Uh, In game and Game of Thrones. I stretched real hard for that, but I got it. (laughs) Well, speaking of something bad for you, what? The Kazden dolls in the reboot of Chucky. Andy, I know this move has been really tough, but this is supposed to be a new start for us, remember? You said you were going to try to make new friends. Buddy can connect to and control all of your Kazlan products and smart home devices. Introducing your new best friend. Something's wrong with Chucky. Buddy can connect to and control all of your cameras. Chucky is a toy. He could be anywhere. Welcome to Kazlan Car. We have to stop him. They dropped a new trailer. Oh yeah. Mark Hamill, voiced by Mark Hamill. I think I think it was a good voiceover. I mean, I didn't really hear Joker. I mean, yeah, we didn't really hear much. It's literally one line, but I, I I was bracing myself to be like Mark Hamill, but it sounded like a little weird kid voice. Yeah, it didn't really sound like Mark Hamill. Yeah, and they're basically making Chucky into a Terminator, a Skynet. Yeah, he's Skynet. <laughs> and I was telling you when he's, I was watching the trailer, he's Ultron. <laughs> He he basically is Ultron. But I was saying um, this is their way to get around the fact that he's not supernatural anymore. Now he can basically control everything in your house. So he's kind of like an evil spirit, but technology. 
I still I don't like it. Look, unless <laughs> they go full bore, I agree with you. But if they go all the way with it and put like an us level of like they they pan out and show that this is happening all around the world with all the Chucky dolls. I feel like it's just gonna be that one doll. But why? If it's a technology thing, because it's the, it's a glitch in this one doll. But then wouldn't if he's if he's got a glitch, couldn't he duplicate that glitch into other Chucky's and make a Chucky army? Because here's the thing: if you they kept saying even in the trailer that he's connected to everything, so you kill the doll. I don't think it's gonna be the end of it. The oh, yeah, that's now, the whole. But that's how you get the sequels. But I'm feel, I feel like they might not do. They're probably not gonna do this. But to make it different, to go all the way with your premise, I think it should go full small soldiers, and have it be like a a, a mini takeover or even a full takeover. Because you have now it's technology; it can be everywhere. So you kill this Chucky. Guess what? Now the 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 launch of Chucky's that entire product line has been possessed by that evil entity Chucky. And now there's an army of Chucky's, and now they're controlling all the fucking houses. Like you know what I mean? Like it could be like an apocalypse. Because I guess. My thinking is then, well, then how do you defeat that for this particular movie? Antivirus? It's always about a thumb drive. <laughs> we gotta find the thumb drive! <laughs> I guess. Would you like it if it was that, though? Like, if it went that far? Because I, I totally get where you're coming from. I even saw the Chucky doll itself, and I was like, that's not even scary. Yeah, like, the, the, the face that they showed, I was like, this looks terrible. It's oh, too clean? Is that what it is? I just don't like the way, it, like the the cheeks and like I don't know. It's it like too looks, smooth. It looks, and then the face just looks smushed. Yeah. I I see where you're coming from totally, but if if it did go that far, would you like it then? Well, yeah. If they go all the way with it, then I would like it a little bit better. But I still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> just because there's no Amadou Ballet, Yeah, yeah. What the magic? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what if that's the password to kill Chucky? Or something. Fucking try it. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I was trying to be a clever writer. You're but like, I'm still. That. I'm gonna still see it. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Speaking of uh, something, we're going all the way with something. Hobbs and Shaw is going all the way with taking the Fast and Furious franchise and making it into a superhero movie. Luke Hobbs and Deckard Shaw. We've got unfinished business. Shaw's sister took something from me. A virus that could wipe out half the population, and I want it back. You want to tell me just what we're dealing with here? It's my sister. Family business. When it's the fate of the world, it becomes my business. This whole thing sounds really dodgy. Look after your sister. Listen, I'll handle it. The only way we survive is working together like a team. Let's do this. Buckle up, fat boy. On my three. One. Ah! <laughs> Woo! Hey, see the look on his face? You have no idea how long I've been waiting to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's one The music's already started. Let's see if we can get him sick. So you guys are being hunted by an army of mercenaries led by a genetically enhanced soldier. Look at me. I'm Black Superman. You're crazy. Damn. He really is Black Superman. Bro. 
Bruh. Even to the point that they're mentioning, I'm the black Superman. Bruh. <laughs> the black Superman shit, especially. Especially when they doubled down on it. It was like, I'm the black Superman. I laughed. But then when it shows that scene of him fighting both uh, The Rock and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. And then he like he rolls out of like, the wreckage. And he's like, damn, he is the black Superman. I was like, I'm ready for this. I'm excited for this yeah, movie. Yeah, that trailer... The tra- that trailer got me super excited for this movie, but so at the stupid. same time... It's so dumb. Not even that, but I feel like this particular trailer, I was like, so you showed me the whole movie. Yeah, they showed every single beat. Even the, the like, what are we going to do now? We got to go old school. And they do like the, the Maui Samoan dance or whatever. Yeah. And they're going to fight them with paddles. I don't know how that works. They have guns. I don't know how that works either, yeah. but... Maybe honor. It's like, you're super soldiers. Fight us one-on-one if you're so strong. Oh, yeah? Well, fuck you. We will. No more guns. Let's fight hand-to-hand. Because superheroes. I just, I just, this movie is a superhero movie. Like, are you kidding? It is, but I'm just like... Fast and Furious is long since left behind the fucking car racing and all that shit. But I'm like, the trailer made me less excited because I'm just like... What? You sh- you sh- I get You showed me the whole movie. I don't care. I still want... Like, I was... Hyped to see this movie just on the first trailer. Yeah, see, I really, I mean, I guess I kind of was, but not really. But Th- like this, this sold like me. this, this sold me more. But at the same time, I'm like, I know this whole movie now. Kind of the same thing I felt with uh, La Llorona. I'm like, all the jump scares you showed me in the trailer. That's not why I didn't like La Llorona. <laughs> no, that, I mean, I'm problems. just saying, but that's like. I get what you're saying, but I guess for a movie like this, I don't care about knowing all the story beats. So I'm not seeing this for the story <laughs> at all. Yeah, I guess that's... Yeah, I, guess like, that's I don't true. care about the story. I just want to see The Rock and Jason Statham do some cool shit and see Idris Elba be Black Superman. That's just, <laughs> If you show me at least a couple more scenes that aren't in the trailer in the movie, I'm, I'm good. As long as it's not like, oh man, every single cool scene was in the trailer. But I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it has a rock... Like, Come on, bro. The Rock was literally pulling down a helicopter like fucking Captain America. Yeah, like Captain America. I'm like, get the hell out of <laughs> did, did Dwayne Johnson watch Civil War and was like, I want to do that. I, I could do that. <laughs> his, his arms aren't even half as big as mine. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a superhero movie. He took a magic potion, right? I wouldn't even my arms are a magic potion. I wouldn't even be surprised if at the end of this movie they like have some kind of superhero injection serum and give it to the rock or something. I mean they might as at this point. Bro, you might as well. Yeah, you might as well. Put on a mask. (laughs) Do you feel like at this point they're even gonna come out like fat you think Fast and Furious as a main franchise is done? I think it's a very good chance if this movie does really well, it it will kill Fast and the Furious. Because I'm a general audience member for Fast and the Furious, and I don't give a zero fucks about Fast and the Furious. I barely did. Like I didn't care about Fast and Furious until it started becoming. Remember, a it's supposed franchise. to come out this year, but it got pushed. I don't even know if they're filming. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about them filming that. I'd be fine with it if, if that was in the Fast and the Furious. I'm fine. Hobbs and Shaw, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like, yeah, just go. I, I think that was supposed to be ten, like Fast and Furious nine and ten. I think that's how it was supposed to end. Oh, that just rhymed. <laughs> yeah, but now we got The Rock. He's not part of that franchise anymore. No. Jason Statham and The Rock were the two best parts of the Fast and Furious 8. And 7. Wait, were they in 7? No, 8. I think The Rock was, but Jason Statham was only in 6? No, he was in 7. He was? Wasn't that the airplane 
one. Seven was the last one, right? That's no, eight was the eight last, was the last one. one. Eight was the airplane one. No, so he wasn't a seven. So he was in six. He was a six. Yeah. And then because the rock was in five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm saying, like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about Fast and the Furious. Like, the, the two best characters are in this movie, and clearly they're trying to get like move away from the Fast and the Furious. Like that little Fast and the Furious presents title above Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw, Shaw two ain't gonna have that. It's gonna be Hobbs and Shaw two. Hobbs and Shaw two. It's well, gonna... it's just they still might have Fast and Furious presents because probably for legal reasons because it is maybe it's not even like people call it the Fast and Furious anymore anyway. No, it's, it's just Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, I'm excited. I shouldn't because shit looks so stupid. <laughs> I'm the black Superman. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? But you know what else I'm excited for? Amazon Prime is coming out with a new show called The Boys. People love superheroes. Black is you knew half the shit they get up to. We're the world's greatest superheroes. And I can do whatever the fuck I want. Huh? Who's up for that? That's where I come in. Come in to do what? Heart of a lion. Fire inside me, blaze like a siren. Spank the bastards. No, I can't keep silent. How do you spank a superhero? Bang. Boom. Cool. Cool, cool. Them boys. I remember we watched the teaser for this, and I was just kind of like, "Yeah, it looks kind of interesting. It's kind of like a Watchmen, but modern day." But no, this second trailer, I was like, "I'm sold, bro. I'm with you." And it wasn't for what you thought it was when you, you watched me watch the trailer, and you thought it was the moment where a little Ant Man jumps into some girl's pussy. Yeah, that wasn't why I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" It was the other scene. Spoilers for Avengers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Donald's ass. Nah. <laughs> Um, no, there's a scene where this girl is riding this dude's face. And I'm assuming she has super strength because his head bursts like Oberyn's did fighting the mountain, <laughs> but with her pussy. That's terrifying, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> that's, so basically, that's what, ta- that's what it takes to get Jordan interested. What? Pussy, pussy smash. But it's also the same way it'll take me out of something. I, I stopped watching, um... Fuck, what was it called? The Gods. American Gods? American Gods. When the dude got sucked into her pussy. Like, that that was weird. See, that Very got, weird. That got me into it. Like, it sucked his life essence through his dick into her pussy. That well, was, no, it, she she took his whole, like, his whole body. Yeah, but it wasn't the idea like she that swallowed like, him with it. It's like his energy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but yes, yes, his, his body collapsed and got sucked into her pussy. It was fucking weird. That's what got me into it. No, I, I was out. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so this is like kind of the opposite where it's like, I was like, oh, okay. All right. Superheroes, Ryan dude's faces. This is awesome. <laughs> oh! I was curious before. 
But now I'm interested. <laughs> but yeah, this looks like it's gonna be pretty good. And yeah, I mean, I mean, the idea is produced by Seth Rogen. I mean, for people that don't know what the this is based on the comic, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, basically, if in a world where superheroes are gods, eventually you develop a, a god complex. It makes sense. Uh huh. So they become unruly. So what do you do? I guess he, does he work for the government or is it just like his own independent thing? That I, I'm not sure. I, he's pro, I think he's probably his own independent thing. Okay. Because they didn't really show like a government entity or anything okay. or mention any type of thing like that in the trailer. So this dude creates like an anti-vigilante force. And when, the boys. Yeah, the boys. And when heroes step out of line, I guess they come in and they kill the heroes. Take them out. Yeah. Can you even call Here them heroes Here comes the man in black. Why did she destroy that dude's head? By riding his face. Maybe he didn't eat her pussy right on. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you understand that it just added a whole new dimension of like terror to my fantasies about fucking like Wonder Woman? <laughs> Wonder Woman, Power Girl, like all of my childhood like fantasies are now kind of ruined. Well, if you don't eat Wonder Woman's pussy right now, you know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Bro! <laughs> How's your tongue game, Jordan? <laughs> I, I hope it's good enough. I don't know now. I don't know if I'll risk my life for it, though. <laughs> She's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll ride you. But if it ain't good, you die. Oh, this is an option after way. <laughs> Wonder Woman pussy, possible death. Wonder Woman pussy, possible death. I don't know. I don't know. Well, speaking of riding something and possibly dying. <laughs> okay. Dark Phoenix has dropped their final trailer. Ladies and gentlemen of NASA, this is Charles Xavier. Help is on the way. We're doing space missions now. Cool. We get the astronauts, we bring them home. Go. The heat signature's rising fast. We gotta get out of here. Where's Jean? Where is she? Jean! Should be dead. Did you hear what the kids are calling you? Phoenix. Hello, Jean. Who are you? The better question is, who are you? Something's happening to me. When I lose control, bad things happen. But it feels good. That power destroyed everything it ever came into contact with. Until you. The X-Men fear you. And what they fear, we seek to destroy. She'll kill us all. You're trying to think of the segue? Yes, I'm trying to understand. Because the ship? They, they rolled her on the ship. Okay. Yeah. And possibly and she. They said she should have died. Okay. <laughs> These segues are getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it worked. <laughs> so this is the final trailer. For, this is for the Phoenix. final trailer. Did you like it? Are you sold? I actually like this trailer. Okay. Remember how I was watching it and it seemed like I was kind of enjoying it, but I was just like, I. Mm, ah. That was because it was like my eyes were in conflict with my brain. Oh yeah, it's just. I was like, <laughs> I know this movie's gonna be garbage, but just the trailer alone, like I was like, just just taking the trailer by itself. I was like, this kind of makes me a little excited to see it. But I know, I know this movie's going to be fucking garbage. 
it's, but it's, just based on the trailer, I was like, this is a pretty good... Whoever cut the trailer, they need a fucking... They need a promotion. And I was like, this is a fucking great trailer. Yeah, I agree. But... I Well, I partially agree. I'm also more so thinking that while I was watching it, I felt conflicted because I liked what I was seeing, but I couldn't help shake the feeling. And maybe it's because I just watched Game of Thrones. Maybe it's because Avengers Endgame is literally this week. But I just kept wondering to myself, I like this, but I don't love it. And what would this have been if I actually cared about these characters? If I cared about the new Cyclops, the new Gene, you know what I mean? Like if they actually had continuity between movies that felt like it built up to this. If I felt like I was along the journey with these characters and then the person that I thought was like along the journey with us turned against us. Like that betrayal of losing Gene to the Phoenix, I don't have that. I no, feel like that's like no. the main that's the main thing of the Dark Phoenix saga. And I feel like that's the most effective way to tell this story. But if if I'm watching the trailer and I'm feeling like I have less connection to these characters than I did to the characters when I was watching the last stand trailer, it doesn't bode well for me. But I like everything I'm seeing. But I'm just like but I could have liked it so much more. If you just did this better, <laughs> like if you just did things before this better, yeah. Like I, I've said this play, I've said this before. Like, because we've only met these, we we only just met these characters in the last movie, X Men yeah. Apocalypse, and then even then we didn't really. Most people didn't really like X Men Apocalypse, and then now you're already jumping to Dark Phoenix, and the lack of continuity between that and this of she had the yeah Phoenix she had Force. the Phoenix Force in the eighties which which is when X Men Apocalypse yeah. took place. Gene, use your power that yeah. you don't have until the next movie. <laughs> and then uh, you get to this movie, they make it seem like the Phoenix entered her when she was flying in space. When she was in space, and you're talking about if you want to talk about seeing all the beats of a movie, you don't feel like you saw most of the beats of the movie in this trailer. Oh yeah. I oh, like yeah. this trailer. But I feel like this is this is a movie that I need not know the story beats. Like this is a movie where I shouldn't know where it's going. But I I, I kind of feel like they're like, guys, guys, this is not last stand. <laughs> Just please watch this. This is our last one, please. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Just that this doesn't sit well with me. I was gonna say something else too about the, the trailer. Can't remember. Oh, the in the trailer, they even give away the fact that it's not even like this entity is called the Phoenix. She gets the name Phoenix because the kids in the school... Yeah, because the kids in the school... ...start calling her Phoenix? I don't like that. This ancient force that apparently is like a living thing, according to whoever that girl in the trailer is, uh-huh. whoever she's playing. If it's not uh, Liana... Lalandra. Lalandra. Yeah, I don't know who she is. Yeah, but uh, clearly it's not... She's not calling it the Phoenix. The kids at school call it the Phoenix? Where's that come from? Because they were watching they, Harry Potter. They thought she was dead, but she didn't die, so she's the Phoenix. She got revived. No, they were watching Harry Potter. They <laughs> read Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> I love Order of the Phoenix. Let's call yeah. her that. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. How about that? <laughs> oh, no, I already, like I said, I know this movie's going to be terrible, but just Almost based certainly. on the trailer, I like the trailer. <laughs> Uh, final trailer, season two of Krypton. Ooh, dun dun dun! What do you think of Krypton season two trailer? 
Grandpa, After watching so much... Grandpa Superman is fucking hot this season with that beard. Okay, calm down. <laughs> I was like, hey, baby, I want to give you some kryptonite. Wow. <laughs> After a while, I, I, after seeing so much bad DC TV with like the CW shit and being burnt out and shows in general, I forgot Krypton was a thing. But you know, it's a welcome like, oh yeah, Krypton. I did like Krypton. Yeah, I, we like Krypton. Yeah, it won me over. I was like, fuck Krypton, whatever. But by the end of it, I was like, wow, I really liked how Krypton ended. So I'm really curious to see where they pick up the pieces from last season where they effectively have changed reality or like the future timeline. Mm-hmm. Where now it's not Superman anymore. Now it's like a future timeline Zod. Super Zod. Super Zod, yeah. Um, and the way it left off with the main character being trapped in that... Kneel before Zod. Yeah, being trapped in the um, the, the negative zone with Brainiac. Uh-huh. How's he get out of that? Um, and the fact that they're introducing so many Superman elements in this, like Lobo, Doomsday, and Doomsday looks good. Like, I'm... I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped for this. I am too. The the trailer got me excited. Uh the the lead guy having the beard and looking all sexy. I was like, hey daddy. <laughs> I, uh, but the thing that I was like, watch as I was watching this trailer, I was just like, this is stupid. And it has nothing to do with the show itself. But I was like, why isn't any of this shit on the DC streaming service? That's a good question. What's the point of the DC streaming service if you're releasing all of your shows on everything else but the streaming service. Then you release. You, then you're talking about all these issues with like because there's talk about the DC streaming service potentially ending already. Has it been a year? And like they they and I since we're already talking about it, this is gonna be a spoiler for the news, but like they've canceled production on Swamp Thing. Wait, didn't they just announce Swamp Thing? Like wasn't there a teaser? There was a trailer, but now they already canceled production on it. And they're not Swamp Thing's not coming out anymore. Wait, what? It's not. So they released the trailer, and before the show even came out, before the show even came out, they halted production. What? And with that, the same story. There's talk of the, them canceling the DC streaming service. So it's like, I gotta look this shit up. That's crazy. How they released the trailer the same fucking week they announced that it's not gonna be a thing. I already got it on my phone. So just oh shit. Production of Swamp Thing abruptly halted as future of DC Universe cast into doubt. Damn. So it's like, think That's about too. Wow. You think about Disney Plus and how they're rolling out all these properties. Like, Wait, so so it's done now though. It's it's they they did ten episodes. I think they were supposed to do. I think they were supposed to do more than ten episodes. So what does that mean? Does that mean they concluded it? The plan is now to rewrite the final episode to provide a satisfying conclusion instead of sticking to the original plan to carry the story across 13 episodes. Oh, so they're basically, they they wanted 13, they wrote or planned the series for 13, uh-huh. but then they were like, nah, you only get 10, so change that last, that, that 10th episode to your final episode. So you know it's going to be an abrupt-ass ending. Yeah. Like a very like, whoa, everything's wrapped up. Like, wait, what? Wow, okay, here. That's crazy. So it's like, again, go back. You think about Disney Plus and how they got all these properties that they announced for Disney Plus and and all these things that are coming to Disney Plus, the backlogs of, of Disney shows and all this. It's like, and then all the new properties. It's like, why didn't you get, I feel like they didn't think the DC Universe through. Like, even Batwoman. Why is 
don't have Batwoman go to CW. Put Batwoman on fucking on the DC Plus service. Yeah. Then you could also do more with it. Now that it's on the internet, you don't have to CWize it. It's like, what are you doing? Like, what are y'all doing? Especially considering, DC like, never they're, 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 com- they're complaining about, oh, a lot of people aren't signing up for the DC Universe app. That's why people are fucking, that's why we're, we're potentially looking at canceling it. It's like, I wonder why, because you don't have any properties on it. Like, all you have, like, all you have right now is Doom Patrol. That's one show. You had, you had Young Justice. Is anyone even talking about Doom Patrol anymore? I don't think so. I thought people were talking but, about the first like two episodes. But you had Young Justice, but even then, like Young Justice is on hiatus. So it's like, all you have is Doom Patrol. Yeah. What else you got for me, bro? And then it's like, they haven't even announced anything else besides the stuff they already announced. Titans. And then one two. of the shows that they announced has already gotten canceled before it even aired. Yeah, so it's basically a Titan season two and Young Justice player. And I guess Doom Patrol. Pretty much. Which aren't even connected. <laughs> so this is another example of DC jumping to something without having a real plan? Yeah. What the fuck? How many times would you learn the same lesson? <laughs> but Krypton, I'm excited. It's just not on DC Universe app. <laughs> they should really like pull the plug on all their DC shows and put them all in the app. That'll, make, that'll force people to have to use it. Cause I canceled, I like I I I stopped watching Doom Patrol. I don't care anymore. I have too. I and I canceled the app. Cause I'm like, what else? Cause I'm like, okay, if I stop watching Doom Patrol, then whatever. That's just one show. But if there's other stuff, like if Young Justice was still on, there was something else that I could be like, give me a justification of keeping the app. It's like, no, there's nothing on here. Yeah, I understand. It's whack. It's whack, Jack. Well, speaking of uh, whack. So, it's Monday. Yes. And The Curse of La Llorona came out this weekend. And the box office numbers are out for that. Okay. And The Curse of La Llorona wins the worst Easter weekend in over a decade. It wins it? It wins the worst Easter weekend. What does that mean? Basically, it It did the best? Became the worst Easter weekend. It's been crowned the worst Easter weekend in over a decade. The box office, the box is that office, low? yeah. Okay. Uh La Llorona, but it did win the top of the 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 box office. But <laughs> it's the biggest loser, <laughs> it's, the big, it's the biggest loser with only twenty six conjuring, twenty six point five million opening weekend. So that's the lowest. So yay! Huh. But then next weekend it's gonna be the biggest opening. Oh my god, next week's gonna be fucking mad. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't think it's gonna be the biggest. Only because it deserves it. The fact that the, <laughs> deserves all the awards. The, the three hours of Avengers might hinder it a little bit. Oh, because it's so long. Yeah, only only because they they won't uh, they won't be able to have as many screenings in a day. Mm. So because of that, that might hinder the biggest opening weekend or whatever it, of all time. But then wasn't Titanic three hours? Wasn't Avatar three hours? Or were they just two hours or something? I think Titanic was three hours. But I think I don't know if I don't know if Titanic had the biggest opening weekend of, of all time or whatever. I just know it was the biggest box office over time. Oh. Okay. Same with Avatar. Okay. How long was Avatar? And plus uh, also with that, I'll like huh? I'll look it up. I don't know. I don't know if Avatar was three hours. I wanna say like two and a half. it didn't feel like three hours. But continue. 
I'll just look it up. Um, oh, 2.7. Wait, what? What? 2. What, a weird, yeah, what a weird, like, two hours and 42 minutes. Okay. So close. Close, but yeah. still not three hours. Yeah. But uh, also with that... Damn, that shit came out 10 years ago. I'm old. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home boost, uh, pushed up their uh, release date by a couple days. Oh. It was supposed to come out July 5th. Now it's coming out July 2nd. So, yay. Yay! Spider-Man sooner. <laughs> yeah, you get to see it sooner. And also, uh, I'm with that... Kevin Feige has confirmed because we all thought that Spider-Man Far From Home was going to be the start of Phase 4. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Kevin Feige said Far From Home is the end of Phase 3. They just love making non-Avengers movies the end of a phase, though. First it was Ant-Man. Then it was Ant-Man again, right? Which makes it... It's kind of weird, though, because, like, Avengers should be... I mean, granted, I don't know what happens in Phase... And I don't know what happens to Spider-Man, but I'm like, Endgame should be the end of the game. I saw somebody online say it's supposed to feel like, maybe it's supposed to be like a thing where where one thing ends, supposed to feel like a new beginning. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's why Endgame should be the end of Phase 3, and the new beginning is is Spider-Man. This is their pattern, though. They say the same thing with Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. But at least, like, Age of Ultron wasn't necessarily the end of anything. It sounds like it is. Like this Age is, of Ultron. But and still, this is like the culmination of the 10 years of the Marvel. Like, it's was been Iron le- Man 3? It's been leading to this. Was Iron Man 3 the end of Phase 1? Or was that the beginning of Phase 2? I think that was the beginning. I don't remember. I think it was the beginning of Phase 2. That's so weird. Why did they do that for I, the first time? I think. I'll, I'll look it up. I want to say it's you're right though that it was the beginning of phase two. Iron Man three. But uh, also, but with that uh, thing that gets me super excited because I'm like, what could this possibly be? Talking about Avengers Endgame, Robert Downey Jr. basically came out oh, and yeah. says, "No, phase two. Robert Downey Jr. came out and said, I, "And I, this is a quote: the last eight minutes of that movie." are maybe the best eight minutes of the entire history of the whole run of all the MCU in a way because it involves, because everyone is involved. So I was delighted. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not this, <laughs> I guess when I saw that quote, I was like, oh, it's going to be everybody. It's going to be the whole team against Thanos. <laughs> so I'm just like, it just makes me more excited. It's got to mean that, right? There's it's no, got to mean that. There's, there's, I'm not reading into that. It's the last eight minutes is gonna have everybody versus Thanos, which includes Quicksilver. You think? I've always, I've always felt like ever since Age of Ultron, I was like, so Quicksilver, Quicksilver's coming back, especially, especially after the whole Marvel Fox deal. You can't go into X Men and have Magneto and not have his children. So do you think it's gonna be a thing where he has an accent and Wanda doesn't? <laughs> Yeah, he has to because Wanda's been like sister. They, they, why are you talking they, they, like this? Didn't they, didn't they mention like Black Widow's been like? Yeah, the, the excuse they gave as to why she's losing the accent. Yeah, yeah. Or they might just be like, oh yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet got rid of my accent. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. What an excuse! 
I was in the Soul Stone this whole time learning how to speak English. <laughs> Sister, you fuck robots and lose accents? <laughs> oh, Papa and Mama be so disappointed. Do you think, like, I don't know. I feel like he's coming. He might not. But I think he's coming back. I've always, I've always thought that. Like, back when Age of Ultron. I would Ultra, like him to back come when back. when Age of Ultron happened, I thought there was like, they're yeah, going to yeah. bring Quicksilver back. There's I mean, no we way. all kind of thought that. But it was just like, it's been so long. that You think like. I would have liked him back, but it's also like, hey, who cares? <laughs> like, if he, if he doesn't come back, I don't really care that much. But if he does come back, I, that'd be cool. Get a speedster on the team, finally. And maybe not have him die in a dumb way like that ever again. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Aaron Taylor Johnson would be a good, good Quicksilver? He was okay in the movie, in Age of Ultron. Yeah, I mean, I didn't dislike him in the movie. I just hated their accents. Yeah. That's really what it is. Get rid of get rid of the accent and he's he's fine. He's more Quicksilver than Days of Future Past. Like they he's the Flash basically. Oh yeah, for Quicksilver's sure. not that fast. Yeah, no. I mean, even in attitude, he doesn't seem like the same character. Like the Quicksilver I know from the comics is kind of like a cocky asshole. Yeah, he's a cocky asshole. That seems more like the Age of Ultron. Yeah, the Age of Ultron. Yeah. So yeah, all right, I, that'd be cool. Oh, I'd be so awesome if he actually was part of the team and they became like a main Avenger. I'm just imagining it. <laughs> and then, I mean, Let me dream. And then, I mean, it can work for the future, especially with them, like, getting rid of all these new, like, supposedly Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, all these other people. Um, I cannot imagine an MCU without Iron Man. I think Jack Mark Ruffalo, I think, the, I think Mark, this is, um, I think Mark Ruffalo is going to be done after it. Well, besides the, if the rumor is true, the Disney Plus stuff, but that's separate from the movies. Oh, my God. You can't get rid of Hulk. Hulk is like, the staple of Marvel. You gotta have the Hulk in there. Is he though? <laughs> oh my god. I guess maybe if you had She-Hulk, you could place him. But Hulk smash. <laughs> so I mean, you gotta have new... Or, 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 or. You gotta have new Avengers Ooh. replace the old Avengers. Uh, Amadeus Cho. That'd be cool. They like they introduced the, his I sister. Saying, I feel like that'd be weird. Why? Wasn't that his mother? Or his mom. Whoever she was. Well, no, not weird in the sense of having Amadeus Cho, but I'm like, how would you introduce him? <laughs> I mean, they're going to introduce She-Hulk. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, but they're going to introduce, supposedly, the rumor, they're going to introduce She-Hulk in Disney+. Plus. So, like, and plus, that's a relationship that they've established. Like, how do you establish a relationship between... Maybe after um, uh, Endgame, Mark... Especially if that's his last move. There's no time. Like, I don't think Hulk's going to die. So maybe, oh, no, he's definitely not going to die. Yeah, so maybe Bruce Banner retires, and he works with Amadeus Cho's mom doing science shit. One day, Amadeus Cho gets into an accident, needs a blood transfusion. Boom! New Hulk. That's She-Hulk story, though. Blood transfusion? He's, he's passing out those blood transfusions like crazy. <laughs> you get blood. You get... <laughs> you get gamma blood. You get gamma blood. Everybody gets gamma blood. Well, speaking of everybody getting stuff... Everybody was super excited from the moment Infinity War came out. Even before that, everybody wanted to see Avengers Endgame. Okay. Am I right? I'm right. Before, right. Even before we knew what the fuck the title was. Yep. Avengers 4. Yes. Whatever it's Avengers called. 4, whatever it's called. But I don't know why. I, I guess maybe Disney felt people weren't that excited about seeing this movie. So, you know, with every movie, they have marketing budgets and stuff like that. You feel like they should have marketed this movie? Endgame? Yeah. It's not marketed? No, it is. That's why I said every movie has a marketing budget. 
So, so what are you asking? Do you feel like they should have marketed the movie? But they did. I'm asking you. I'm confused. Do you think they should have? Mar- do you think they needed to market this movie? Oh, you mean if in a world where they just didn't advertise it at all? Yeah. No, I think you still need those trailers and stuff. It still creates the buzz. Like if you just said Avengers Endgame, here's the date, and it gave like nothing. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Or 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 at least okay, the trailers fine. So what else? Like commercials? Yeah. Fuck all of TV ba- spots. Basically, what no I'm, TV spots. <laughs> basically, what I'm getting at is event they Avengers Endgame has broke the broke the barrel, broke the bank of they spent the most money ever on the marketing budget, even more than Avengers Infinity War. Oh. They spent $250 million marketing this movie. No, that's too much. That's way too much. Like, no. Especially when you when you give me the stats like that, and you say they advertise this more than Infinity War. If anything, you should advertise it less. Or or uh, maybe not you should, but you $250 should. $250 million. That's more than a lot of movie movies. budgets. Yeah. That's more than Guardians of the Galaxy t- that no, that is the production budget of Guardians of the Galaxy two. Hmm. See, the problem is we're looking at it as fans, but then there's like some producer or 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 person behind the scenes going like, yeah, you know why it's breaking the fucking Fandango records because of the advertising we've done. Yeah, the but marketing. so did Avengers: Infinity War. But not like this, right? Isn't Endgame doing better? It's doing better, but also I feel like. Part of that, I, I agree with you. Part of it's also because of the the, the, the setup. Like Infinity War, Infinity War is really the advertisement for Endgame. Yeah. So everyone that saw Infinity War is already like on the edge of seat. We gotta see Endgame. We gotta see Endgame. So I, I agree with you, but I feel like some. Big so it's like, why not just guy, spend? I feel, I'm like, why not just spend the same amount you spend for Endgame? I'm not saying don't spend it. I mean, granted, the way that my. Uh, setup was uh started was like yeah you shouldn't spend anything but i'm like my point is why not why spend so much more and not just spend maybe the same amount i agree with you especially considering it's not like you don't know this movie's not going to make money yeah but you know somebody behind the scenes is trying to get even more money there's always more money to be made because i feel like the more money you spent it's like now they have to make even more money to even make like to break even or to hit a profit because you spent all this extra money mm. on the marketing. Now you have to make even more money. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. So it's like, Snake even if this tail. movie, even if this movie makes $2 billion, that's still a, a huge percentage of that that you're not like profiting from because you spent so much money on the marketing budget where if you spent like $100 million less, now that's $100 million that the movie makes that you could still, that you could, you could have added to your profit coffers. I'm sure someone somewhere has like a line graph that says like, yeah, we spent this much more, but we're projected to make this much more over that because of the advertising. I don't know if I agree with that. I wish we had like a control. Like if they did do a thing where they spent the exact same amount they spent on Infinity War for this and then see what the the, the box office results would have been or like the, the, the internet fervor for this would have been. But... Now we can't make a direct comparison. And then also, truth of the matter is, from a selfish standpoint, them spending all this exorbitant amount of money on like movie, 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 uh, like actor salaries and all this other stuff. This is why movie, movie, movie ticket prices gotten have gotten so expensive. Yeah, it's true. 
because of how much they're paying like the actors and then all what they're spending on marketing and then production budget. Yep. It's like if I want to go to see Avengers, I got to spend almost $30 for a ticket if I'm going in hey, like if I live in New York. Avengers Avengers 5. No. Maybe Avengers 6. I bet you the the default IMAX 3D price will be 30 bucks. By the time we get to that point. It's going to happen. Movie prices are going to keep going up until there's like only big blockbusters in the theaters and everything else is on like streaming. Yeah. It's going to be a weird world in the future. <laughs> Everything's going up in price. But I remember back in my day, I saw Avengers 1 in the theaters. For $10. Oh, $10. <laughs> oh, Grandpa. <laughs> I can't hear you with my VR goggles. <laughs> I'm like, everything's going up in price for my paycheck. Yeah. We poll. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> but, uh, what else? So, yeah, speaking of uh, breaking records, so, uh, what's his name? Steve Rupel broke the Guinness record by seeing Captain Marvel how many times? There's a record for this? There's a record. How the fuck is there a record? He broke the record. Uh, who who did he beat? <laughs> well, I don't that's why I was like, how, who, yeah, who did he beat? <laughs> is there a record for anything? I'm confused. Like just seeing a captain seeing one movie over and over again is a record for that? I don't know, but it says he broke the world record by seeing Captain Marvel. Is it is it a war record for just seeing a movie in it general? It might it might be seeing a movie in general, but okay. it just says it says Captain Marvel. Because <laughs> that makes it sound like there's another world record holder for watching Captain Marvel and this guy got beat by somebody else. Oh, um, no, no, no. The previous record holder... Yeah, wait. Yeah, it says he uh, he broke the previous record holder. It's n- n- holder's for number. For Captain Marvel. For Captain Marvel. That is ridiculous. And it's a guy? These are both men? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, I don't know who the other guy was. But if or I, I don't know if, if, it were, if it was another guy, because they don't mention who the, who the previous record holder it'd was. It would be hilarious if the first record holder was a woman, and then a man beat her. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't, Take I don't, that, Captain Marvel. I guess a woman can't do everything. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 50? Nope. 100? Nope. Is it more? So, it's not that much more, but yeah. 150? Not 116. 116. Uh, the previous record was 104. How many hours is that? That's a lot of hours. But yeah, the previous record holder was 104 songs. So, what is he doing? Like, just one, please. Sees it. One, please. <laughs> Sees it again. Like, how does that work? Are you enjoying it that many times? The most that he saw, the most times that he saw it in one day was seven times. So he saw Captain Marvel. It's like 14 hours. Seven times in one day to get to this record. There's no way you're enjoying Captain Marvel or any movie almost. Uh, Apparently. He seven is. times a day? Apparently he is. <laughs> 14 hours of your day, all you're doing is singing in the theater, watching Captain Marvel, and you're like, oh, I love this. How do you even measure that? He says, I love superhero movies. I guess you could... Just watch... You guys, the person has to watch you watch it? I guess you could look at the... Like, see the, your receipt. Like, show me your receipts. I get the receipt part, but like, is, is somebody following you into the theater and watching you watch it? What if you're on the phone your whole time? What if you fall asleep? Like, there's so many like... Well, I don't know if you could... So the record is just buy a ticket? I don't know if so you, if I bought I 120 measure, tickets? I don't know if they're measuring that way. Like, did you actually watch the movie? Like, so then what's the... But I don't know. It? But I don't... I mean, I don't know how Guinness determines... 
So like weird. proof of, oh, I farted 37 times in 16 seconds. <laughs> like, how do you prove? Well, something like, like that, do it. Like, you know what I mean? Do it right now. <laughs> but like something like this, this is like over time. You have to like log in. You have like a person that's like, hey, I'm, I'm logging in for the Captain Marvel record right now. Watch me watch this. And the I, guy's like, all right. I, or, I, or maybe you like contact Guinness and be like, hey, I broke, I, I, I saw such and such times. Here's my proof. Yeah, but receipts isn't enough. Because we just bought 120 tickets. Over the course of however many days. I mean, I guess then then they also look at like time. But like, if, if I'm just buying tickets now, then yeah. But what if you just did that? What if you like day one? I bought seven tickets for today, all at different show times, and I could watch them all. But watch three, and I'm not gonna watch the other four that I bought tickets. But for. I don't know. I also feel like at the same time, it's like who does who would do that though? Just <laughs> randomly buy tickets. Who would do this anyway? Yeah, a hundred <laughs> viewings of Captain Marvel. Well, no, but I'm saying, but who would just randomly do it just to be like, I I bought it, but I'm not actually gonna watch the movie. I feel I, like I no, this person. I can't fathom somebody watching Captain Marvel that many times and be like, I love this. He says, I love superhero <laughs> movies, and so this was a pretty good fit. I knew it was gonna be around for a while, and I thought it would probably be a good choice for this particular record. Looking back on it now, I might almost consider a Disney movie. I might almost consider a Disney movie because they're usually shorter and probably around for a while, but that singing would drive me crazy. It really would. I don't know. I'm just a girl, then the man. All right, man, do you, bro. If you love it that much, it's crazy. You better watch Endgame 150 times. That's what I'm saying. Of all bitch. movies. <laughs> you bitch-ass bitch. You better of, fucking watch Endgame. Of all movies that want to break the record on, you pick, you pick Captain Marvel. Not Black Panther, Not though. Infinity Racist. War. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say not Black Panther. <laughs> Racist. But okay. <laughs> I don't get it, but I, I'll respect And even you. then, like, who... That's a record you want to break? It doesn't make sense. Like, to I me. don't even even Infinity War. I'm like, oh, a person they broke the record by seeing it seven times in one sitting. I'm like, even I'm not like as much as I love Infinity War. I'm like, even I'll be like, that's too much. Too much. You know, yeah. there's no way you're enjoying it after like the fortieth time. You know what I'm saying? A hundred times is a lot. That's a lot of movie watching. That's a lot of hours of your life gone. Yeah, but. Speaking of a lot of things being gone, uh, The Gifted has a pretty heavy cast, and they all gotten fired, more or less, because The Gifted has been canceled at Fox. They're not coming back for season three. Jordan oh. said, I see a tear coming down his eye. Oh, no. I see a tear coming gifted. down his face. Oh, Polaris. <laughs> and Spanish Cyclops <laughs> with his hands. <laughs> Tears coming down his face. Oh no, man! I'm so I'm fucked up over this. He's so depressed. So super fucked up. Super fucked up. I <laughs> can't believe it. It's so good, Michael. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you didn't even watch it. And you I watched all... the first season. Oh, okay. So it's something. You gave me mad shit for not watching the second <laughs> season. Like, oh, you're not gonna watch Gifted? Like, no, no. <laughs> and final news bit is uh, continuing the saga of the Eternals movie. And them looking for uh, a gay actor to be the lead. Well, now, specifically, they want an openly gay Asian actor to play whomever the lead is. <laughs> which might be Hercules. But an openly gay Asian actor Man, for... Man, they're trying to fucking make people mad. <laughs> gay Asian Hercules? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how people be like, what? <laughs> 
But yeah, for the Eternals. That's the rumor. They're looking for an openly gay Asian actor for the lead in Eternals. I don't like the... And the only, the only one I can think of is Conrad Ricamora from How to Get Away with Murder. Okay, I don't know who that is. You watch, you watch How, How to Get Away with Murder, right? No. I thought you said you watched. I thought you told me you watched How to Get Away with Murder. Not I like, lied to you. Not like, <laughs> not like actively watched every single episode, but I thought you'd seen it. How to Get Away with Murder. With Viola Davis. Maybe I lied to you. <laughs> I wanted to seem black. <laughs> this whole friendship is based on lies. Well, you you said you're not gay, so I don't even know who you are right I didn't now. I said that on the show. Wait, did I say that on the show? Yeah, you just said that on the show. Or did I say that? No, it was before we recorded. Oh, it was? So okay. there's a count. Oh, there's a count? The audience, you doesn't, to audience it. doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> you just admitted to it, though. I don't know what you're talking I didn't admit anything. <laughs> you told me he wasn't gay, people. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything. Black gay comic geek. <laughs> I suck I suck penis. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was a lie? <laughs> like it was all just an elaborate lie. Just not lately, so I might as well be. I'm, I'm straight. Yeah, it's not true. I don't remember what a dick tastes like. <laughs> He's straight by default. <laughs> what does a dick taste like? Jordan. Never mind. <laughs> Heavenly. <laughs> no, that's not what I was going to say. I wasn't going to say, Jordan, what does it dictate? I was like, Jordan, pull it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me. Getting raped on the podcast, guys. Uh, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> what does dick taste like? <laughs> no, that's not what we're talking about. How do you do with murder? I didn't watch that, though. What were you talking about? Openly gay. Asian actor. Oh right, 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 right. Well, there's one. There's a act. There's a character on uh, How to Get Away with Murder played by Asian guy. His name's Conrad Ricamora. He's openly gay. Okay. So I was like, that's the only one I know of. I would feel better about this if they actually announced who the character was first, rather than keep talking about the the characteristics of the actor they're looking for. Of course, these are all like. It's not coming from Marvel. These are like leaks. Those so, are leaks. Yeah. So I don't know how like true it is but usually like leaks but this is Conrad Ricamora he's gay? yes openly Mm, okay Conrad Ricamora for and he but he's not Hercules I'll tell you right now that ain't Hercules Hercules. that ain't Hercules (laughs) he's too small he's a small man but I mean, speaking of wanting to remember how dicks taste like, I'm like, his dick is a dick I'd want to have in my mouth. (laughs) And that's the week, guys. (laughs) What an end to a really weird in-between podcast. We're in between epic Star Wars celebration news and the most amazing. Granted, it's not Hercules. It's not The Rock, but (laughs) he could bulk up. I, I mean, I guess. I don't really see him as Hercules, though, even in the face. And not because he's Asian. Just he doesn't have, like, the, I don't know, like a strong. Well, that's if he manly. is. That's if, he, if it. That's, I mean, we don't, I don't know if he's playing. Like, that's if he is going to be Hercules. He might mm. be. <laughs> yeah, that you, he's wearing hipster glasses in that picture. So that doesn't look intimidating at all. <laughs> I don't know. He might be Zazu. I don't know. <laughs> so. Is that a character from Lion yeah, King? That's Lion, that's, that's Lion King. <laughs> I was like, wait, is that the bird? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, all right, man. I don't. I just can't wait for next week. We got in game. No, I can't wait for next week because I don't want to fucking have my heart broken. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not gonna be on next week's episode. I'm gonna be crying. <laughs> Michael couldn't be here because yeah. he's too busy sobbing. <laughs> Michael, you want to talk on the podcast? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> fucking man, 
in games Thursday. Uh, then I'm going to see it again on Saturday. And then I'm going to get my heart ripped out see on Sunday. Up. We're seeing it together on Thursday. Yeah. Then I'm going to see it again on Friday. Mm, Saturday's your day of rest? There's, no, there's still tickets available. So I'm like, I may go again on Saturday. Oh, shit. Three times? Yeah. Damn. I don't think I've ever seen a movie three times in a row like that. I think the most I've seen a movie multiple times is three. And then I may go again on Sunday. Right before wow. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a lot. If, if Endgame is like sad, you might end up killing yourself by the time you get to Game of Thrones at that point. <laughs> I mean, it may be happy. <laughs> it might be. I mean, who knows? Any final predictions? If it, you wanna... if it is happy, I'm like, I need to dope myself up with the happiness before. <laughs> Any final in-game predictions you want to throw out there before we uh, wrap up? This is the last, may, this is the last chance. Forever hold your peace. I already said Quicksilver. That's the your main prediction? Quicksilver comes back? And I think Cap lives and Iron Man dies. Did I say the opposite of you? You said the opposite. So Iron Man dies, Cap lives? Huh? No, you said you think Iron Man lives and Cap dies. Wait, wait. Uh, Cap li- Cap- I'm confused. You, you what said, did I say? You said you think Cap. Wait, what? I'm confused. What did I say? What did I just say? I think Iron Man. Wait. <laughs> what did I just say? I'm confused. You said Cap lives, Iron Man dies, right? No. Yeah. Playback. <laughs> I can't. I don't have the power. Well, I don't remember what I just said, but what I want to yeah, say what is, is your prediction? I- Iron Man dies and Cap lives. And you said, the dies, refer- you said the opposite. You think Cap dies and Iron Man lives? Yes. Okay. Yes. There we go. Because I think it t- the opposite took a long time. A roundabout. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. My thoughts are like, what? What did you think? Opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're opposite on Game of Thrones and for Avengers. So we shall. And then see. it turns out they both live. <laughs> nah, man. Cap's got to go. I think he's dead in the trailers. I think all that is fucking trailer trickery. He dies in that first battle somehow. Oh, he's going to give that epic. Yeah, well, even if he dies in the beginning, that doesn't count. I'm talking about when the movie ends. Oh, yeah. Because no. I feel like in, in the beginning, everybody pretty much dies. Pro- I except think for, maybe except Iron Man. And, yeah, except for Iron Man. Yeah, except Iron Man. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Iron Man's literally... Oh, my God. Of course it's going to be Iron Man that lives. It's, it's going to play out the Age of Ultron uh, prediction, premonition. Yeah, the beginning. Yeah. So, oh my God, it really is going to be the Age of Ultron thing. Oh, Man, he's... he's Tony's had a hard life. <laughs> and that's why he's going to die at the end. Or live. What I, what I think again? Cap you dies? Think he lives. Fuck. Yeah, Never mind. <laughs> saying, but then it changes because now he lived in the beginning. And now to change the, change the, the vision. So, I think Cap dies, but Iron Man lives? Yes. yes. Oh, that's yes. right. Because I want him to to retire with Peggy. Peggy. Whoa. Oh, uh, <laughs> Pepper. <laughs> that's so funny. They have like the <laughs> Peggy and Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm right though. But so. now this is his moment of giving his life, being selfless. Let the other guy crawl across the rope instead yeah. of cutting the wire. No, I think he's gonna do and that. Plus, the, plus all the talk about the little kid coming back from from Iron Man three. Why is he coming back for his funeral? What other reason would he have to come back? Cap's important. Everybody loves Cap. But why that particular kid? Why is that kid? Look, shut up, okay? 
The more any, I think about it, the more I think you're right. He didn't but, have any connection to Captain America. So you think Cap's going to still be Cap or he's going to leave too? Just not die? I mean, he's always going to be Cap. Okay, but you think he's just going to... No, but no, I don't think he's going to keep the mantle of Captain America. So what is he going to do? He's going to jerk off on the shield and give it to Bucky. <laughs> and then where is he going to go? Wander? I'm just going to go fuck Peggy in the past. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to become Nomad. He was already Nomad. No, he was Beard Man. He's Beard Man. All right, well, we'll find out next week on the Endgame. If we were real fucking podcasters, we would be seeing it tonight. Like like most of most of everybody else. Like the real... I thought Tuesday was press screenings. No, Tuesday is uh, when the embargo lifts. Tomorrow Tomorrow's when the embargo lifts, but like oh. people are seeing it tonight. Okay, well, uh, like John Campy has seen it tonight. Okay, well, we're not Jam- John Campy, okay? We're blurred vision. <laughs> That's why over I said here. if we were real, fucking, <laughs> we need to get a fish, like legit. I want to see it now before everybody else. So I can be like, ha ha. Yeah, now we got to fucking avoid like my fucking co worker who saw it like a, the beginning of this month. Well, fuck him. <laughs> Had to sign an NDA and shit. But now we got like. Which I'm like, because of him, I know something. Oh my God, really? Yeah. It's not like major. Like uh, oh why did but it's like he let something dude, slip. I've been was, I've been dodging spoilers online like the Matrix. Like people are in my DMs sending me images and videos of I guess the leaked footage or something. Yeah, but I, every, I'm like nope, hidden image blocked, blocked. Yeah, blocked. He, let, he let something really small slip while we were talking. At while we were talking at work, I'm I don't like, say shit to me. I'm like oh okay, shut, so you, now, shut your mouth. Shut your I mouth. Know. Shut your mouth. <laughs> she ruined us for me. But I was like, I was like, but it's not, it wasn't that, ma- it's not that major. So it's not like it ruined, it's something we, we suspected. Oh, it was? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to know. Tell me. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what he said, but we mentioned, we were talking about Do the you want to know what the Stan Lee rumor cameo was like a year ago, like months and months ago? Because I don't even know if that's true. But I remember we made a big deal about like, oh, I don't want to know. I don't nah, want to so know. know. It's probably not true. I don't care, but it probably might be true. <laughs> All right. You know what? It, it, remind me of this next week in case it is true. Because I'll be like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, but remember we talked about the time skip? We know. Ah! I don't know. They don't talk to me. But no, we know there's a time skip. They already confirmed that. Like, we know. But now I know actually, like, how long. That's basically what he told me. Oh, okay. All right. Like, I know the exact, like, how many. Number of years? Yeah, how many number of years. It's got to be at least 10 plus. Tony Stark looks gray. Don't fucking don't say, don't say shit to me. I'm speculating, motherfucker. Right, this, this podcast is over. <laughs> Poor Michael says some shit. That's been this week's episode of Blur I'm not Vision. Saying nothing. Are you though? <laughs> I want to. Man. Exactly. That's this week's I'm, episode. Not, I'm not saying That's nothing. This week's episode of Blur Vision. No spoilers. Uh, and we will see you next week for the end game of being host Jordan with. I'm like, <laughs> you're, you're not gonna say your name with the. No, it's Thanos. It's Thanos. It's black gay comic geek. And it's Michael. Lamar. Wait, how many? Simeon. Breaker of chains. Free of the first men. First first of his name. <laughs> and we will see you next week. If Arya dies, we write. Mother of rainbows. <laughs> Mother of rainbows? Okay. <laughs> I tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, it doesn't need.